Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. <laughs> so so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. Alrighty. <clears throat> so this is one bourbon, one movie, one beer. Official, official episode, episode one. one. Yeah, because we, we just do people. Welcome, we Ryan. Yes, Ryan Finally. is here. So I'm Wit. I'm Paul, and I'm Ryan, the guy that's always been missing the, in these recordings. The <laughs> mythical Ryan. The mythical Ryan. They're test recordings. They're he test does recordings. exist. <laughs> yes. How's the baby? Um, <clears throat> apparently, she went to sleep in her pack and play. Tonight, so Yay. I shouldn't be freaked out when I get home. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see. What by the fact that you'll be able to go to sleep, by the fact that there's not going to be a child in my bed. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, uh, that's a bonus. Such a good feeling once the baby is in the crib or the pack. We used and play. to put ours in rock and plays, and they were totally happy in those. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. But <laughs> all that I do yeah. care about is I'm out of the house well, and with other people than a three-year-old, valid. a yep. three-week-old. We'll yeah, we'll see whose wife texts first. Right. <laughs> so we somehow last episode ended up choosing planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. So if you were listening to the previous episode, we got into a Robert Downey Jr. tangent. Well, this tangent. is the first episode, but our first like bonus episode right, that we might release. <laughs> our if final. If you're going chronologically, episode. not officially, which we were kind of leading into the idea that we end up an episode with. Leading into yeah, the those other those other episodes were like the Incredible Hulk for the Marvel universe. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like mm, they're not really official. Does it but count? Semi canon because part of us are here. <laughs> it's, it's a character. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's Marvel. Right. So the reference was RDJ, RDJ tangent, which we always go into these crazy actor tangents about movies. But then we ended up listing his good films, and one of them was Due Date. And the reason I liked Due Date is because it led, it reminded me of one of my favorite films, this film, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Whereas RDJ plays Steve Martin's type straight character who gets impatient, angry, serious all the time, whatever. And then John Candy is played by the Jack Galifianakis playing the incredibly annoying but sweet, nice <laughs> character. He, he means well. Yeah. So, Ryan, this is your <clears throat> first time. So, would you like to do your first impression first? Um, well, it's hard to have a first impression when you watch this movie once a year. Valid. That's um, a which, good point. which year did you watch it first? I know it wasn't when it was made because uh, no. it's older than I am. Wait, let's uh, let's, uh, let's, let's just Paul get this out in episode came. one that we are our age gap here. Like, I was born in eighty one, so I'm thirty eight. So that puts me in a 
like weird place where I'm not quite yeah. a millennial, but I not totally quite a generation X. Like an elder millennial, right? <laughs> yeah. For a long but time. They, but then they they gave me that blessing of the 1983 cutoff, so I'm two years ahead of that. So I'm not really in <laughs> like, there. They wouldn't have given you a blessing with a 1982 cutoff. <laughs> Valid. But I just think I'm like 83, so I'm like I'm actually I'm old enough to start having memories and be in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not real. I'm just kidding myself. But uh, yeah, so I was 81. You yeah, were with. I was 88, so I'm right in the heart of the millennials. Right. Yeah, and I am 91, so not right. even close to oh, being so. thought of in the 80s. <laughs> right. So we were actually pretty close on our guesstimation when you weren't here, because I was like, oh gosh, he's 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 married to my cousin, and she's like roughly two years, and he's younger than her. I was like, I'm going to guess. Over under three, right. four years. <laughs> well, to be fair, ninety one's not a ninety one's a good timeline because that's. I mean, I graduated eight years after you were born, but from high school. <laughs> However, you are still like because people Don't think worry, a millennial. Don't worry, took me longer. <laughs> <laughs> people think the millennial category involves knowing like when we when was the internet created. And you were still born in the area where it was like barely a thing, or it was a king, paching, paching, and like nobody yeah, got on. Uh, his first <laughs> his first console was probably a Nintendo sixty four. So. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of that. Yeah, he had to go to like. Was it? He had to go to like was a museum to see my. my you're con. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You're not wrong. But it's a good one to start with. So, anyways, first impressions. That'd be really young. Uh, first yeah. impressions goes to Ryan since he's nice. the new guy. I mean, this on is our the... first episode. <laughs> so yeah, well, the for, new guy. That's interesting though. How old um, were you when you watched it? Oh gosh, I was. It was probably in high school. Okay. Um, so like, wow, now to think about it, it's ten years ago. But for Paul, that's like man, 20, I was uh, 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, Paul's like go ahead and double every. I was single your thing. age at this point. <laughs> Paul's like just double every memory you have. <laughs> yeah. No, so it was about ten years ago when I first saw it, and um, immediately it was one of those movies that fell in love with one of the, my favorite comedies ever. Mm. And um, I mean, Steve Martin's probably one of my favorites. So mm. uh, between that and Another one of his dirty rotten scoundrels. Oh, yeah. his, his movies are just some of my right. favorites. So, oh yeah, man. Gosh. Um, so it's hard to think of first impressions after seeing it this time, but um, it's always brings back good memories. It's one of those movies that's hard to not quote as you're watching it, or right before one of the moments happen. <laughs> mm. Gosh. Just that first like look from John Candy where he's just like, <gasps> oh, <yeah. laughs> looking you in the cab like, like, oh no. <laughs> he has no idea what he's getting into. Just like, oh, what just yeah. happened? <laughs> oh gosh. So I guess we can take that first impression. So high school. I also watched it when I was in high school. Paul was probably in diapers. <laughs> no, 81 to 87. 87? So he, was, he was at least potty trained. I was by definitely the potty trained. Are you sure? Bro, I had my first beer. <laughs> Paul was like, I was buying, buying his own ticket. <laughs> he was six years old walking up. One the for the R-rated planes, trains, and automobiles, please. Yeah. Like, is, sure, your mother, is your mother here? No. <laughs> She's coming. Oh, you're good. Go on it. Nice. So, for anybody that skips over to this episode one without watching our pre-recordings, we're going to talk about anything and everything that just comes into our brains from watching movies. We started this by seeing movies in the theaters together, and now, especially because of the pandemic, 
if we want to date episode one. <laughs> yeah, so this Pandemic started, 2020. Yeah. If you're listening to this 10 years from now, there was this thing called COVID-19. Yeah. And we were in our houses for three months and couldn't do anything. Right. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, did I sum it up pretty well? You summed it up pretty well. That was well. it. I but, mean, nothing else. But we, <laughs> we, we enjoy movies. We talk about them for hours on end. And we text about them all day, all week. Yeah. You know, our text thread would stretch out longer than my Taco Mac beer list. Look, if you walk away for 30 minutes, you're most likely going to have 15 text messages. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Me and after one of our group chats, Ryan's like, ah, I gotta cut you up! <laughs> well, like to, today, for example, I was working and I look outside and there's 18 police cars out in my neighborhood. For one hour I was gone and then all of a sudden I look and there's 38 text messages like, I... First response is, I don't want you to think I'm not responding. This is outside my house right now. It's like, sorry guys, I'm actually like working and have a life. Right? Right? No, 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 no. There's a police with an AR mounted on the back of his car. Okay, so valid excuse for not texting. Real excuse. You know, if we had gotten up to 50 text messages, we would have been worried. Yeah, right? Yes, you should be. Every episode... We're mostly going to be talking about a movie, but we always, even when we see movies in theaters, we like to go to Studio Movie Grill. Valid. I hope we're allowed to say that on our podcast. <laughs> we go to AMC, I mean. Well, we can just bleep it out in post. Bleep. But uh, we always no start off with like, <laughs> there is no post. No editing. I'm surprised no I found the record button on this thing. <laughs> it, it is still recording. Right? Yes, it's still recording. But uh, we always like to meet up and have some beers, have some bourbon. Paul likes his in a milkshake form. Oh, dude, don't make it sound like I'm a child, but that is a uh, incredible. Yeah. Well, you also just got done Wait, like, uh, working, whereas like me and Ryan are like, shake. we've been done for at least a couple hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I need a meal and a milkshake to <laughs> right. make me feel better. Can you put some well, liquor in there? I worked a 12 hour shift for like barely eating anything all the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Eating on a run as a chef is hard. So during these podcasts, we are going to talk about the movie, but. We're not going to summarize it necessarily. We're just talking about why we like it, why we want to watch it again. Some um, of the interesting character connections. And char- yeah, I mean, like, this one is a John Hughes film, and all of his films are like... He was doing what the MCU does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or actually, more like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Because he was doing totally different stories, Yeah, but he had a lot of the same actors and actresses. Right. It was yeah. definitely a Nolan-verse, for sure, because it was like, are these movies related or not? But they are... Characters, actors, you can when you see them, you're like, oh, that's like the secretary from like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or that's the <laughs> yeah. that's Ferris Bueller's dad as his office buddy, like, and but he worked in an office in Chicago. The only one that you know who he is. He is theoretically, ben could ben be the Stein. same guy. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's Ben Stein. Yeah. What character is he? I don't, I don't know. He's Ben Stein. <laughs> ben Stein. <laughs> yeah, but while we talk about the movies, we enjoy our favorite beverages. Yep, bourbon and beer, mm. and Ryan. On episode one, has already corrected us that we have been starting with beer, even though our title starts with bourbon. Mm -hmm. Look, I didn't correct you. I just poured bourbon because I like it. You corrected me subliminally. (laughs) You didn't even know it. I was like, I corrected you through my actions. Right. Yeah. I just go, huh? Maybe we should start with bourbon first. And I said, huh? There's a bottle of bourbon. I'm gonna drink that. Well, if you want to be, if you want to be, if you want to be super, because I haven't had a drop. In like two and a half weeks. Oh no, I have one every night. Okay, uh, um, he's not drinking on the job at home. We yeah. promise. 
We promise. I don't work nights. Do you have a cup holder on your stand-up desk at home? (laughs) (laughs) So we're sipping on some Four Roses, which Paul and I have sipped on for the prequel episodes. Yes. Just like George Lucas was probably like downing some bourbon while making those prequels. (laughs) He's like, it'll work. It'll be fine. George, (laughs) George, are you sure? This Gungan sounds racist. Just shut up and make the movie. And then my nine-year-old self is like, yeah, this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is pod racing. So if anybody... (laughs) Dude, 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 dude. They just re-released pod racing on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, wow. The Nintendo 64 version. You can talk all you want, but that's a fucking cool... That'd be a cool game to play, like... I'm pod racing virtual or buy that as my Father's Here's Day present. Dude, pod racing <laughs> Look, Oculus Rift? That'd be kind of sweet. I really wouldn't get that, but if you could buy the things that you would find at like a, uh, what, the old US plays, the literal pod racer where you're oh, yeah. pulling the levers back and forth. Yeah, like a, oh, man. Like an arcade. Uh, Look at this guy. You can buy some of those. They're kind of pricey, though. I never was a huge fan of pod racing just because, like, yeah. But that's <laughs> below me. But it was below me at the time. Sorry, Sorry I was five. I was five when that movie came. out. I was older than Anakin at the time, and I said, "This is childish." <laughs> this is childish. Um, I especially was, when that supposedly gets murdered in the middle of like a, a canyon. <laughs> we were all much it, older it, than it him. It could have been worse. Yes, every child that's getting shot at by like random like uh, natives <laughs> from a cliff in the middle of a canyon. Yeah. <laughs> sniping them from miles away. You know what? None of us were older than the best character in that entire movie Qui-Gon Jinn it's true I'm actually <laughs> I actually think that's fucked up you say that so, I'm pretty sure I'm the same age as Liam Neeson was in that movie <laughs> or at least uh, in that movie yeah you still haven't caught up to yeah, technically Qui-Gon is never old as fuck yeah Liam. but I mean that's like saying we're out old as Yoda that guy was 900 fucking years old when he died <laughs> <laughs> well the puppet was only I'm not even old as baby Yoda from Mandalorian he's like 50 yeah. <laughs> good god so, again, we're going to bring it back, which is one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. You tally to the bourbon. We're going to start tally. the tally. You get the tally this week. I'm also, I'm going to throw in two more. Back. We're going to we're gonna do four tallies tonight. So we're going to do Ooh. wrap it up. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. Because while we were trying to figure out how this is going to work, I said wrap it up at we're gonna least do 100 times in four weeks. Bring it back. Ooh, the, both, it up, both, bring my, back. both mine. We're going to do the F word because that's mine. Yeah, it just sounds like you're trying. You're you can easily do this in a rap song too. <laughs> All these fit in a rap song. Wrap it up, bring it back, wrap it up, wrap it up, bring it back, fuck. But then uh, we should also do valid because I think I for my safe say it, say it, for myself. I've say already it heard you times. say it like four and times. You said it three times, but I'm gonna start counting now. So we're gonna start well, from scratch. I started now. saying valid, yeah, because I wanted you to keep saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, let's see if I can trigger him to say valid more times. And then is there is does Ryan have one that we know yeah. of? How would we know? He has it's never true, he hasn't been had here. it yet. Never know. He hasn't had any He's probably going to be like, no, 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 no. Ryan needs a catchphrase. We're going to give you the... Anytime I sound like Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec, that could be a tally. That's a good tally. So I've got one. Paul's probably got like four valids already. Yeah. We should probably start valid at five just to be... Just go ahead and round it up. I'm going to go five. But four roses. Let's get back into it. Oh, that's I, a new avoided, one. I avoided. I avoided it. Sneaky bastard. I've been practicing. My pen was poised. <laughs> <laughs> the ink was ready. Um, what do we all think about the four roses? Paul and I have already talked about it on the prequel. I, I yeah. Well, I just reminded myself that it, the one thing I like to so use the, use the four roses for the 
For the Kentucky thing we did the other day. Kentucky yeah, mule. we did a Kentucky mule. Mule. Which, which is strange because... Enhances the Moscow mule. Tasting it after that, I really liked that mule, and it was sweet. This is like... Like burnier, like you know, I get like a burn. Mm-hmm. It's a little more because you can taste. Well, there's no ginger in there to like. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like it's a whole it. different. You can taste. It's a lot stronger than I remembered it was. So yeah, this is a lot stronger than flavor wise yeah. than most bourbons. And I like. Ryan. Yeah, this is. What a, do you think about well, four roses? I mean, I'm a big fan of four roses. I have. <laughs> uh, this is usually one of out of there. If I'm gonna stock my bar, let's say I have five bottles there. Okay. Three of them are going to be something I want to carry at all times. Four roses would probably be one of those three. Yeah. So nice. it's, it's one of those things I would love to have in my bar at all times. Well, even, even, the, good, even the cheap version of Four Roses I mean, is good, solid. It's solid. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a is, good Dick's drink, too. Like, that was, that's why I, I was kind of surprised by that. And it's a great step up. You wouldn't put this in your movie flask. <laughs> what typically uh, goes in your movie flask? This, this just in, uh, Wit has a full disclosure movie flask. <laughs> Not only Wit, but Ryan was Ryan adopted the adopted movie flask. it because it was such a great idea. <laughs> it was a good idea, and then I peer pressured into a couple shots because you know, yeah, we I'm just slowly <laughs> pass it over to Ryan, Ryan, and then Ryan Best passes it over to Paul, and Paul's like. Paul, I'm not even done with my milkshake yet. I'm like, wait a minute! I see him half of my my whiskey's gone. Star Wars Episode Nine, and we're like, we've had just enough alcohol that this is still gonna be fine. (laughs) Well, and then all of a sudden, you look at Paul, and he's like, I'm dying. Oh, more liquor into my milkshake? Yes, please. A little bit. Yes, please. And he's like, all of a sudden, right back in. He's like, hey. C-3PO getting his memory back. <laughs> he's like, Bleh. Hey, if you want to be technical, up, guys? it's safe. The amount of alcohol we typically consume in the film timeline. And I was, the reason I say this is my wife, like, grilled me like she's, like she pulled me over on the side of the road as a cop. But she was like, the idea is that, like, you know, it's technically a drink per hour. And we typically do two or so per two, three. Wow. But then we talk in the parking lot, and there's a good 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> yeah, we, we gain a Which solid. led to this podcast. Well, two hours. We replaced the part where we don't drink with the part where we specifically drink. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, so but we're, we're really holding it down to two drinks at this point. Yeah, during the podcast. So one same. drink per hour. Yeah, which is not bad, because our podcasts go yeah. on forever. So. Scientist over here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Just math, bro. Just so, math. I guess... I'm the only one that has done the first impression. Wait, I haven't done mine. Did you do yours? Wait a minute. So Ryan, are you the Ryan? only one that's done a first impression? I am. I feel like we did the bourbon. The bourbon does always throw us Here's off track. Us? Pretty hard. It's my, it's us? my first one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Mostly me. I get the bourbon. I'm just like, hello, precious. My favorite. Oh, I, can, oh, I only have eyes for you, bourbon. <laughs> fuck this movie and whatever we were talking like, about. Fuck it. I was like, nope. Oh, that's two. That's, I, said, <laughs> I, said too. I said it too. It my wife specifically said, try not to say the F word. I'm like, friends? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's nice. Ryan Ryan censored me earlier this afternoon. So. Well, no, no. <laughs> my first call me out. Call me out. When we started, I was like, Paul hasn't said anything. Well, that's Paul, like said, Paul hasn't started talking yet. <laughs> Paul said. Paul says a lot of words. Look, it's not that he says it. He's the one who said, "I need to stop. I need to like tame this down a little bit." Yeah, yeah. I did. I did call myself out, Look, and I'm then not immediately, mad about it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Immediately forget about it till about three quarters. Don't worry, we are going to have we're going to have that little square e next to our uh, 
title of the of yeah. The I mean, so, be, there's a specific. It's expletive. Oh, oh, yeah, that's for enjoy. <laughs> it does. Oh, but everybody also knows that it also stands for. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Hey, very entertaining. V. Well, to be clear, we're, we're also talking about. <laughs> I don't also, know if I like that. We're talking about uh, bourbon. Uh, which is not a children's drink, uh, neither is beer, and neither is the movie. I mean, even Plain Strange, which, by the way, you mentioned earlier and then I double-checked, it is, in fact, rated R. How yeah. in the shit is this movie rated R? The, like, the swearing. Well, the one scene. One scene, he drops seven <laughs> F-bombs in, like, two minutes. And Paul was like, I am Steve Martin. Uh, according to my <laughs> notes, it specifically says, uh, Steve Martin, rental car desk, sounds like me in a podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, like, that's right. But that's crazy, because, like, the typical <laughs> movies we have are, like, swearing, like, explosions, memes, whatever. Like, you know. Yeah, I looked over at both of you, and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard Steve Martin use that. Right. That was very, it's pretty, that's that's one of my things about this movie that I like, though, is that it's jarring in certain areas that you don't remember until yeah. you rewatch it, and you're like, jeez, this movie is better than I thought I remembered. So... But I'll get to that. So better than you remember. So what's your what's your first impression? Oh, we're gonna skip over yours. Cool. All right, I'll do mine. So well, well, well what's your? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back what forty three years or something to get to mine. Uh, no, I think I watched this when I was. Well, Paul was frozen was the in era. time, and he came out of a winter wonderland. <laughs> right <laughs> after like crashing a plane into the icy waters. Right. <laughs> And now he suddenly just fits in with us. It's great. <laughs> nice. Very nice. No, well, I well, think the Captain uh, America shirt says it all. It is. It's true. <laughs> I have definitely been frozen for 70 years. Yeah, if I'm the only one wearing a superhero mm. shirt. It's a space shirt, so I mean, yeah. like. Space camp. Interstellar, you know, the timelines. Is that. Technically, Uranus has rings, so isn't it like we Uranus space camp? Is that what that picture? Hey. Hey. <laughs> or Uranus. Uh, look, Uranus. I'm don't sorry. think too much into this. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 just try and focus you on your first impression here. Space camp shirt, right? Because <laughs> it, it says because it, it says space camp, but we space camp, <laughs> we space camp, we space camp. Which planet is that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. It's the one with the ring. It's, it's round. It's not Saturn. It's Saturn, not Saturn has multiple rings. Yeah, Saturn's got way bigger rings. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna rain it in here. <laughs> Oh, way, way to avoid the bring it back buzzer. Hey, uh, bring the gauntlet. That... <laughs> yeah, way to avoid. Let me, it. let me get Thor's hammer. And that's really <laughs> like, just, you know, yeah, we'll just... This is what we needed. Right. This is what we needed. So, so first impressions from Paul. So first impressions. I'm pretty sure this wasn't a theater movie for me. A because it came out in '87 and I wasn't old enough to watch rated R flicks. So this is most likely in my dad's ahead of his time ripping movies off HBO phase. Ripping it off. Meaning like recording in a VHS hidden recording in the sides. <laughs> um, VHS recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, in the prequel episodes, talked a lot about Three Ninjas, or at least I did. You spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> Three Ninjas. And most of those we ripped off recordings from like uh, direct TV's like pay-per-view. Yeah. And it was like my dad was like a spy. He was just like, yeah, I bought this movie. And all of a sudden, like, he would just, like, lay down a VHS. Yeah. It would be labeled, like, Three Ninjas or, like, Three Ninjas Kickback. And I was yeah. like, where did that come from? He's like, oh, I set a timer because it used to be, like, on pay-per-view, you had the timer coming up for, like, the next showing of the movie you had right. bought. The all-day pass, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, Three Ninjas is coming back on. And, like, the next day, like, my dad would have a recording and I'd be like, when did you do this? He's like, 
don't worry about it. <laughs> I love you. Just, I, had, like, I love you guys. I don't want to buy this movie again. <laughs> I made it happen. Right. <laughs> My dad figured out that he could squeeze multiple movies onto uh, one VHS based on the length of time. So, uh, so what movie. else was on your plans? Possibly. He may have been smart and slipped a little Three Amigos or, or some other... Steve Martin, Goldman on there, Ooh. potentially. I'd have to go back to my... I'm sure my parents literally... My dad still has that collection, probably near his DVD collection, I'm sure. Nice. But, but anyway, so when I was... I remember seeing this movie and thinking uh, that John Candy's character looks almost identical to my father. <laughs> that sounds weird. But my dad has that like, same mustache. And he has a like... My dad wasn't a salesman. A traveling uh what curtain ring salesman shower, shower curtain, curtain rings but yes. he was a he worked he did travel a ton for his job and he was like a, um and he always wore like blue, blue raincoats <laughs> i mean it's like there's so many so many scenarios you have a trunk with him he wasn't like, like my dad wasn't as nearly as annoying and obnoxious close but not nearly as annoying as obnoxious and uh but yeah yeah it kind of reminded me a lot of him and i was uh, i'm always i was a huge fan of john candy when i was a kid like he was my favorite comedian actors like big great outdoors like fuck name a movie in the, that he did and i was i was obsessed with as a kid i even watch i even celebrate him and a lot of other um major actor major comedian actors are still killing it in sctv back in the day like i oh. went way deep on him yeah canadian and and chicago stuff rick like moranis yeah. and rick moranis michael mckean i think and eugene levy and uh Catherine O'Hara, we're on Shit's Creek now, which Gosh. if you haven't seen that, bro, oh, Shit's Creek is so good, so good, <laughs> so effing good. But either so way, yeah. So I, I go way hey, back with Kenny. <laughs> so effing good. Yeah, I didn't say it. Ladies working and on it for the children. Um, children might listen to this. <laughs> this is gonna be right. Yeah. They're gonna put this right next to Sesame How many Street podcast. <laughs> it's gonna come right up with that picture. <laughs> You'll be like, these guys look comic-y for the children. I like comics. Oh crap, this is not what I expected. But uh, either way. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this, and again, sim- I kind of had some flashbacks watching it. Like, you're like my old memory, like my my when we talked about it, I was like, yeah, I remember. There's like parts of this that were like really funny, like really really funny, and like like I like always that scene where they the car drives through between the tractor trailers and it catches the fire. <laughs> Everybody remembers that. One. The best scene, and I remember it like vividly in my head, like the looks in their faces, like the reactions, the and again, skeletons and I had the skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Candy as Satan himself. Yeah, and there's so many. Yeah, and that well, reminds me Halloween Satan, dude. That reminds well, me of uh, Halloween Satan. And, it, and there's like, and again, and I don't want to spend too much time going on a tangent in this, but there's a couple of those clips like that where he's in the outfit with the the the, the devil outfit, and the scene where a guy he's they're like. Awkwardly, look, there's this couple next to him on a bus making out, and the guy looks up while he's looking at him and goes, "Take a picture to last longer." Both that and the devil scene are straight out of freaking. Uh, are there's an homage to those both scenes and lines in uh, Big PB's Big Adventure? Yeah, the dream sequence where he's like, <laughs> oh, like the devil wearing a crappy devil outfit, being the devil. Wow. And there's another thing where take a picture to last longer. Like that's a that's a straight up rip off. What from, a cool. Yeah. So like I that when I was a, I was really I paid attention to too many movies when I was a kid I'm such a goofy nerd but at the end of the day I remember I like that concept there's a lot of those things that are in this movie that are clever like, I didn't pay attention like when to he flashback but I have them stuck in my brain right, forever right. well when he like the flashback part where he sees John Candy and he recognizes him as the dick from the cab when he tries to get to the cab but it, then it shows the fucking cab door in front of his face in his memory that's what he is like it's this floating cab door and I was like that's so clever like that's just so. Like, in case you missed it, there it is again, yeah. John Hughes, Max in the face. And that's a lot of John Hughes, like, that's his M.O. Like, a lot of those things are, like, carryovers 
throughout his other. There's a lot of themes of those in his other movies. And I remember that is a big. I was big into all those movies when I was a kid. Again, the Ferris Bueller's, your whatever's like. He's got a ton of. He was crushing the '80s. He owned the '80s, and him and he, Steven Spielberg basically split the '80s in half. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. and George Lucas had like two years. But I remember it was like <laughs> he was like I, I got don't remember being a Jones Jones movie. movie I was young when I watched my it. last Star Wars movie. I remember. I remember. Don't remember it being rated R. Because when I think well, of it, without that child, one scene, right, it would have been, been PG thirteen. But like at the end of the day, I remember as a kid seeing Predator when I was like really young, and that's that's radar for a damn reason. This guy's chest gets blown out on almost on screen, and like there's a ton of violence, and that's when I I think of those movies and I think of rated R flicks, and I'm thinking how the hell is this movie rated R? But oh, swear words, really? Because yeah. like <laughs> there was no alien chasing them <laughs> right through the planes. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny how censorship <laughs> works. Yeah. It's just funny how that censorship works, where it's like, oh, a couple swear words. You're like, like you know that. I mean, we all have young kids. We all know that uh, if a kid hears a word once, he's going to say it four thousand times, especially if it's a swear word inappropriate. Yeah. So like you going, oh, we only swear swear once in this movie, versus the fifteen times Steve Martin does it in that one scene, <laughs> kind of doesn't make it make matter to children. You know, they're yeah, going to repeat yeah. it anyway. They're going to well, hear and go. <laughs> I wonder how many of uh, John Hughes' films are rated PG thirteen or above. Well. Or an R. I mean, this is the only one I know of that is rated R. Is Great Outdoors rated R? Uh, I don't think it is. I, I think, think that was PG-13. They did a really good job of censoring themselves. That's got to be one. That's part. a very family film, so that's got to be. I mean, there's some. There's one scene where like they say, blow it out your ass. And <laughs> yeah, I think it's as far as that one goes swearing, but we can. I can um, yeah. Obviously, with three of us, we can get IMDb and research. So I guess I got to go with my first impression now. Yes. Yep, your turn. Try to dodge that shit. Not going to work. Try to dodge it. So, this movie is roughly a year older than I am, and the first time I saw it was when I was in high school, so, and it was because um, my brother, I, we talked about it a little bit on our final prequel. So, great idea, it's just so interrupt, is PG. Not even PG-13. Just PG. Just PG. Oh. I was, I was wondering, because John Hughes did a lot of, like, family-friendly... Uh, he wrote this, it was directed by Howard Deutsch. Howard Deutsch. So I guess. Well, John Deutsch did direct, take a couple F bombs like out. Chris Columbus. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Columbus had decorated, decorated, directed this. Yeah. <laughs> How right. would it be different? But um, <laughs> decorated. The first time that I saw this, I I want to say I was in high school, just like Ryan. Yep. It was a different year. <laughs> just much earlier than just I earlier than school. Ryan. I was, it, yeah, similar experience though. Um, my four, older brother, <laughs> my older brother had come into town, and he had been off to college, and we were like super sheltered as children to teenagers, <laughs> to the point where it was just like you would see a movie that you had maybe seen like a taped version of it on TV. And you'd see it for real at like a yeah. friend's room or something like that in a dorm. And you'd be like, there's something different about this. Like, even our like Princess Bride movie was censored, right? <laughs> there's only one curse word in that entire yeah. movie. And, and ours was censored, right? Wow. To the point, my brother comes home from college and he's like, did you know that like they say you son of a bitch in <laughs> Princess Bride? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, 
I never knew. I never that. knew. I never knew. And Dad I like, always coughed right over that part. <laughs> no, it was a it was a friend of ours, like a, a family friend, had a voiceover machine, like you know, oh, shit. back in the uh, 80s. they went that far, and like he he no no joke, a hundred percent true. That's crazy. And I remember this, like I mean, I remember both versions. It's like one of those movies where somebody has like their time line like just fucked up, and they're like, I remember both, <laughs> and, then, and our version said like. I want my father back, you silly rabbit. <laughs> but his mouth didn't move that and way, but I never no, thought of that. Thought about never that. would have thought about it, and it's like, but then I had seen it on TV, and Dude, by I the time it. I saw it on TV in Princess Bride, you know, you were allowed to say son of a bitch on TV. Yeah. Um, so, you were. By the time I watched Princess Bride, yeah, I forgot you were, you were again, where we were, yeah. They weren't Remember, around. there was like a seven year gap. There is. There is. <laughs> Versus a ten-year gap on this Nine. side, on this side Nine. of the table. <laughs> but um, my brother had come back from college, going, bringing it back, Paul, bringing it back, tally it up, uh, bring, bring it back, number Sorry. two. Uh, my brother had seen these movies and stuff. Like I don't even know if he had seen it before he'd gone to college. And he came back and he was like, "If you have not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you have to see it." And I'm like. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he was like, it's John Candy and Steve Martin. And I was like, okay. What's it about? What's it about? You know, and he's like, you, and he's, he was just being so vague about everything. He was like, you just have to watch it. I can't even explain it. Yeah. And so he ended up finding a copy of it. We might have even gone to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. I think that was still around in 2004-ish. Oh, no, it was. Yeah. yeah, there's still one Blockbuster video, I think. Still <laughs> there was Twitter. one. It was by my house. The last Blockbuster I know of stopped in 2014. Yeah, I don't remember. I think... Because I, I distinctively remember, like, driving over to Blockbuster and, like, getting video games and movies and, like, yeah. just having a I night, a, you know? I spent yeah. a lot of time in, in Blockbuster because they went, you know, they went from local places to, like, Blockbuster, which is, like, a chain... And my, it was cheaper. My dad was like, oh my god, we can rent like so many more movies in this crap place down the street. And then that blockbuster that we used to go to got taken over by Hollywood Video. And I remember having a really hard time the walking block- in there because yeah. I was so loyal to Blockbuster. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Hollywood douchebags. And I was like, oh my god, I can get five movies for <laughs> I can get five. <laughs> and like, but no late fees? <laughs> but, uh, so back to my first impression, like my brother, <laughs> he drove us over to Blockbuster. We rented it. And we got, I think we got What About Bob the same time. Ah. Like, it, it was like, <laughs> Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and What About Bob in also like surprisingly a 12-hour period that we were just dark like, comedy. watching great dark comedy. And I just remember, like, I got it, but at the same time, stuff still went over my head. Yeah. You know? Cause There's a lot a, in this movie that's very As a adult. freshman or a yeah. sophomore in high school, like, there was still stuff that could get over your head. Oh, yeah. And, like, you didn't realize the depth that they were going. And, like, it gets all the way to the point where you find out about, like, John Candy's wife. And you're like, yeah. Oh, wow. That part's a, that's like, that was a huge bomb. Still a That's like an M. Night Shyamalan fucking twist in this movie. Because, you're yeah. like, it goes through all the flashbacks of him going, like, wow, I am a shithead to this guy. Like, he's been literally talking about the importance of loving your wife. And here I am being a complete D-bag this whole yeah. time. And not... <laughs> Really focusing on the purpose and like he, it's really, it's really, it's really dark, dude. Like it's really hard to, to like when you see that, especially now 
when you're a kid, you don't think about the idea that holidays like you're, you're home because you're a kid. You know, you're like, yeah. you are Thanksgiving because you're, fo- you're you just live there. You know, you're not going to fucking travel to New York and then get back to Chicago two days before. Yeah, Ryan. Right. Like struggle. last year, what was it like for you? <laughs> like, That's straight out of high school, you know. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Your turn, man. I get the old ones. You get the young ones. Last year, <laughs> last year when you went oh. home for the holidays, I'm just kidding. I'm just well, I mean, that idea of like the idea of like being away from your family doesn't doesn't hit as hard as it does when you watch this when you're older. And the idea that this movie is so fucking old, but I still was tightened up to this nonsense because it was tally that up. Why well, drop it, F? Yeah, you did. Dude, I should what give this, did I drop? I should give this list to you guys. <laughs> you should make your own tally for me. and I should get a baseball pitch count clicker. Click, 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 clicker, counter. And it's going to be like... Don't worry. Anybody that's listening to this playing a drinking game with these four tallies will be shit-faced. You might want to not... In like the first 20 minutes. I'm just going to go ahead and put this out. You might want to not want to use mine. <laughs> you will get hammered. Previous to the, in the can, first 20 can, minutes. This you part. could probably use mine or Ryan's. Ryan only has one trigger right now. Yeah. What is that one? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> that's coming it's we'll coming. find it we'll find it because we're going to we're going to re-listen to these and we're all going to find a quirk and we're going to like his quirk is this one there it catchphrase. is <laughs> get a catchphrase there it is but uh catchphrase I don't even know what that guy was saying dude <laughs> dude that's a good one but uh but yeah so like oh that's what it was watching it as a kid because I was a child and then watching it as an adult it hits me it's all the dark stuff I, I get now I get why he loses his patience really early and gets loses his freaking mind because he's gone through. I've had days where martial law just dry humps my whole day. <laughs> and like, what go, what will go wrong goes go wrong. And like, I stub my toe, my car gets a flat tire. Like, literally went to go see Star Wars. And I got a flat tire on the way over there, and I was like, oh, of course, why not? I just raced home and then I raced out, and like, ah, oh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, buddy Paul, he's on the way here. We'll leave this together. Right. You know, can you write Paul? I, I can't even spell his last name. Can you just write Paul on the back? We're the only people in the theater Look, at this point. Dark hair, beard. He'll be the one exhausted, just, covered in like... Just think about he's, he's, he's probably wearing a Marvel t-shirt of some kind. And his knuckles will be like scraped from the ground. So he'll probably have scraped on his knuckles from the... Sorry, I'm changing the title. Look like somebody who's pissed off. Yeah, it's just once a drink. If you see a guy <laughs> whose patience looks like it's vacant from his eyes, that's Paul. That's Paul. If he walks in and says... My name is Paul. My friends left me a ticket. Give me my fucking ticket. Please let me have it. <laughs> Whoops. Don't, do don't do it on purpose That was a Steve Martin. I was quoting Steve Martin. That oh, one. okay. Well, if it's a quote, does it count? Timothy, yes. Uh, <laughs> does it count? I'm still... T- I tallied it myself. <laughs> You're like a golfer. It's like, well, I moved that leaf and my ball moved an eighth of an inch. Stroke penalty, please. Right. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> I'm like, I picked up my ball, moved it over like here. How many to strokes that? You're like Ryan, seven. You're like, I heard three. I heard three strokes. <laughs> I heard three. <laughs> Listen, if you can get this card out of my cold dead hands and this pencil out of my little hands, you can you can have it. But I'm gonna have three. <laughs> so, so this is still episode one. <laughs> we have covered, you know, the first three or four Ooh. topics that me and Paul have been using on our prequels. Well, I kind of threw in, I kind of combined one and two there. Yeah. There's some questions in why to watch again. You know what? If you correct my grammar, you can just grab me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, we typically try to talk about a con of a movie, <laughs> which I struggle with hardcore. Like, I, I have one, but I, should Ooh. I want, you want me to go first? Ooh. I mean, 
So if you, Paul, if you, you're, you're, you're <laughs> has one. So wait, right, so Paul has a con. Here's my con, and I kind of it kind of is a callback to what I said earlier about John Hughes. As much as I like the on the on over the top fucking oh here's the the car door, so you know who the fuck he was By earlier. The way, I opened my founder's unraveled IPA. It's fucked up. I was literally about to go. Do you want to talk about beer? And then you're like, let's go. Well, on hey, let's you know what the cons? And then you're like, shut up, Paul. Let's go back to the beer. I'm just trying to. Pinpoint the flavor. No, no, no. I it's won't forget. Bounce, it's bouncing around in my mouth. I won't forget my cons, so we can go on beer if you want. Which is a terrible well, thing I mean, to say I on mean, going, Getting through your cons is going to be a lot easier First than getting through this beer. First of all, I'd like to... Uh, I want to talk about beer because I honestly... This literally remember, tastes like a beer with like I've never drank this. gray tea infused into it. Well, here's, I'm trying to figure it out. I can tell you what it's about. Hold on. I need to get... What my point is, I've never bought this straight out. Like I've always drank it on tap if I've ever had it, which has only been a couple times. That's a goddamn artichoke on the side of that can. It's not a hop. No, it looks well, like you, a fucking artichoke. You would know. <laughs> you would know. You ate a hop. <laughs> I know. Well, the hop, the hop part is is a frac. It's like a, it is a hop. I'm just fucking with you, but I mean, it looks like an artichoke, <laughs> hey, which is why my brain goes. That's, that's like three more talents. <laughs> One, two, three. You know what? Just forget about Paul's tally. <laughs> he's well, going to reach double sevens. I don't know if we ever said it, but our review beer for today is Founders Unraveled IPA. Oh, no. Yeah, Ryan, we, we don't announce what it's going to be until we open it. Well, we've already I know, opened it. I know that you're new to this, but we just drink Weird. it. And then suddenly, we start talking about it. Well, we talk about it. I well, think you interjected yeah. talking about this beer. I said, we might as well just say what it is. I did point. say what it was. I said unraveled IPA. While he was interrupting my con. But uh, but theoretically, Wit's <laughs> point does make sense. Because the other time, we had a guide beer. And I was like, I kind of forced Wit to open his because I opened mine first. And I was like, you need to try this because I'm not happy with it. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to talk about this beer now. <laughs> not that I'm not happy. It's just I'm a little confused. This one I'm okay with. I don't mind it. I just... It, it really does taste like a beer. There's an like extra a tea like thing kind of, in there. Some yeah. kind of tea or some kind of like mild fruit juice. It's not I was bad. A, I was the no. reason I say artichoke is it's, it's not. It's not an artichoke, but it tastes like that. It's not tropicalia. I, I was trying not to say it. I've said it every single time. <laughs> let, then let, I think I I think I go to my fridge and I'm like. Yeah, I feel like they uh, grab a Tropicalia real quick. I wonder if I wonder if Wit owns stock in Tropicalia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I. Did. I base Tropicalia is the foundation of what I base every other IPA off of. Even your founders beers. Yeah, foundation of your founders. It's okay. It's okay. We got it. Founders is somebody who found things. Yeah, then foundation they foundation is then the, they unraveled it like a minute later. <laughs> Oh, gosh. What the heck? <laughs> Who knew beer was so structural? Well done. Yeah, well these done. beers are both super dank and cold. Yeah, and our sipping beer was the same one that we sip on at the grill. Pog. Basement. Pog. We've talked about well, it so you So just to be clear, you are cool with, you like IPAs with fruitage in them, correct? I like bitter IPAs. Right. But do you like sours? No. Okay. So I'm... Uh, I'm kind of very similar to the way I like coffee. I like coffee. I like it black. You know, you're I the only like one in the entire table that likes coffee. Valid. I did. did, 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 did yep. <laughs> I no. I drink don't drink coffee because I think it's I black. Well, I, I might. I don't really like the the bitter on that end of it because to me it doesn't taste. I don't know. It's too strong or whatever. But I do like IPAs, which is also strange. And I also like. Bourbons and whiskeys, also strange. <laughs> yeah. Same over here. But typically, typically, palawise people that will drink 
well, like bourbons or like scotches or stuff, will also like coffee and very bitter. So, items, I mean, so. I literally will only drink black coffee. I don't really like anything in it. Um, Weird. And then with beer, it comes to like at this. I'm to the point where I'm not going to try a whole lot of beers anymore. I just prefer IPAs. Stouts are okay. Porters are okay. Ooh. Stay away from just can't, about anything else. I can't wait for like lagers with beers. <laughs> I love a winter beer. Yeah. I'm okay. Well, when we go to Studio Movie and we have Sam Adams Oktoberfest in a pitcher, <laughs> that always tastes great. Hmm. I will. I will occasionally. Have you a like Belgian? Some pumpkin beef. Yeah, you got to find the right one. Not off season. Don't ever drink a pumpkin in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. If you left one in the fridge, you're like, I think I should. Nope, don't do it. No, it won't work. You'll feel weird. All right. So, So I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ryan can say it. I can't. No, Ryan said it, not me. It's okay. You don't have to tally that. But to bring it full circle. Cheating, you're cheating. Okay, you know what? Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back to the cons. Catch it up. That I interrupted you. Well, we're putting. I'm putting for the record. I wrap uh, wrap it up. Bring it up. Bring it back or you. Valid is both of us. Yeah, because well, I I adopted bomb it. is me. I, I, Y'all use I the word valid. It. I use the word accurate. All right, fine. We'll put that down. No, we're not going. We're not, we're not going with synonyms. <laughs> You don't think uh, we're not going to do a thesaurus tally? Wrap it up and bring it back are synonymous phrases, aren't they? You're not going to hear me say that. Oh, you might adopt the valid. Valid. <laughs> I'm not telling those. You forced. Those are forced. It's too fun. Uh, so I'm going to bring it full circle back to Vicon so I can get that out of the way. Yeah, bring it. Bring it. You guys had plenty of time to think of yours, so now you can still have mine to then I still think. Just listen. Just listen right, to so, our elder. So the reason I, I say con, con is, my con is exists is because, again, I mentioned earlier that John Hughes likes to, like, remind you of a scene by throwing in, like, a very functional vi- visual, right? Like Ben the, Stein. Well, Ben Stein's a well-placed cameo. But uh, <laughs> he's announcing and uh, Ferris Bueller just attendance, roll call. But then in this one, he's the... A uh, guy at the airport announcing people's names or their flight. <laughs> this is flight number if whatever. Only, if only he had been like, canceled. If he had said, uh, if he announced Bueller, Bueller, passenger, <laughs> passenger Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> That'd have been Your false. flight has been canceled. <laughs> but um, the idea, I'm talking about like the, the taxi uh, door scene where he, to remember him, he has a flash of that. But then also, this is where the con comes in. There's a scene where John Candy's running around uh, trying to collect a bunch of money by selling as many uh, <laughs> of his shower curtain rings as he can. One minute, one minute they're made out of like freaking uh, signed by marble, signed by Daryl Strawberry, signed earring. Like he's good. Oh, but at one point, he does collect one guy's money by having a like a, the typical fanned wad of cash of just a bunch of dollars when he grabs one and hands it to that stack, and I'm like. No one does that. Who walks around with a stack? Like, it's too over the top for me. Like, I think there's too... It took me out of the scene because I'm like, I get he's making money and collecting money, like, a lot of it to make... (laughs) To pay for stuff, but like then he's like ching, he's like holding his cash out like he's some sort of like it's like the exact character. opposite of our prequel episode of Dodgeball where like he's like I don't know if you've seen a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah exactly and it's just like a little tiny stack. <laughs> yeah, that one is funny because like, like this is the exact opposite it's like you want me to buy a shower curtain here's 
all of my money right. and all, in every billion. Con- well, well, conversely, conversely, John all Candy, John, you know, makes a giant stack and he gets like twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. But either way, uh, that happens a lot to me. It takes it happens a little too much, I think, in the movie to where it kind of like draws you out of the like. If you watch it the first time, I guess it sort of makes sense if you're not remembering the scene. But like, who's not going to remember John Candy being the first guy, the guy in the cab from the earlier scene when he sees him again? And I get that it's like Steve Martin's memory, but I can't imagine this guy working a high-level job in Chicago. This intelligent has to go. Who the fuck's that guy? Oh yeah, cab window. Now I know. Like it's the no, mustache that gives it away. I'm gonna add a third one there, Anna. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's it's a bit too ready. much. It's a bit too much. Like like hitting you over the head. The first three or four, he does like twelve of them in this movie. Almost so many of them, like the uh, devil scene where he's like thinking of him as like you're the devil now. All of a sudden, like yeah. it doesn't really kind of. All of a sudden, it's a perception. Right, he's shifting thing. perception. I get where he's going with it, but it just to me, it's it, uh, you could watch it without those and still get everything he's trying to tell you. Yeah. So your con in one sentence is <laughs> there's too many of those. Too many. Too many of those flashbacks. I, or too I many. It's not flashbacks. It's uh, unnecessary imagery or symbolism that he throws into a scene to make you understand what he's trying to show you like mm. john candy collected a bunch of money like i get it he made he a montage a of 25 way. sales if you didn't yeah. if you're not selling for a penny a piece he's making some money yeah. you have to show me a wad of cash in the middle of a public space where he would not be holding it because obviously he just got robbed in a scene earlier <laughs> and the other guy had 700 dollars in his wallet and got taken you know like yeah Martin's character. i had 296 times. right 63 63. Oh, wow. You know what? Well, look played. at that memory. This is why we rem- this is this is I missing. only remember names Ryan and actors. Is missing. Ryan's like, like I have every single <laughs> thing in my brain. But yeah, so that's mine. Mine is it's a bit too it's a bit <laughs> that's too. That's the one times. thing I got. You're just holding on to <laughs> That's the one. You're going to expect way too much out of me. He doesn't even remember what color the wallet was. He's like, but it had 263. <laughs> brown. <laughs> it was brown. I remember it was brown because I remember going, wow, it looks kind of like my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> just with even less money in it. Right, um, twice as much. Which is I guess I'll go next. Ooh, wait, my in. con. My honestly, my only con is probably the f bombs. You don't like those? Well, because without the f bombs, this movie is a perfect like family film. Like you could watch it with children. Yeah, but it's also one of the. I heard is one of the reasons Steve Martin took the role, and it's jarring because he's. If you watch him in like Parenthood and all these other films, he's very PG, PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. him I being mean, able to take this again. Um, it's the only. It's too many. You're right. It's I'll the only R rated. You know, if he had only said one, it would still be PG thirteen. Right, you but know? I don't think but he expressed his character. That's really the only thing that I see in the movie. Realistically, just, I guess that takes me out of the rest of the movie because I mean, John yeah. Candy is. He's literally reading. I don't know if they say that his character is Canadian. Yeah, he is even Canadian. He said, "Well, does he say that he's Canadian, or is he just reading yeah. a book about Canada?" He's just reading a book. I think that's like a meta, like a sort of a early a meta, meta joke thing. about how he's Canadian. But like, you know, it's funny. The, the, the <laughs> joke about people from Canada is that they are polite and they're nice. Yeah. He doesn't and, say you know, a like he does not. Yeah, no. So he's not from Canada, but he might no. as well be. But <laughs> John Candy is playing that character that is just he's so polite that even when he's like cursing somebody out he's like you're an insensitive asshole it's like yeah well that's what an asshole is they're insensitive (laughs) you know he's like basically just like stating a fact that you're like you're insensitive and well, he says things like, can't you see this man's hurting you know yeah but he doesn't really curse you out like he's really polite Mm -hmm. and 
you know, without the Steve Martin being that darker, and he has to be because of the way the characters go. He has to be the mirror image almost right. of, of John Candy. Steve Martin has to just be like over the top, like I'm focused only on this mm-hmm. and I'm an asshole and I don't care what it takes to get home. I'm going to get home. And John Candy's just like, we can take a train. Yeah. What about a bus? Right, right. We can get to St. Louis at least, and then we'll go, and then we'll get a car. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, then, let's be clear. He fucking goes, let's get on a bus, and then he goes, I guess it's as good as time as any to tell you this only goes to St. Louis. <laughs> <You're> like, <"What?" laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. He's my, polite, but also kind of a douche. <laughs> well, well, he's also an, an idiot, you know. Bumbling. He's a little bumbling, and, yeah. No, and, no. like, he admits it out loud when he's talking to his wife. In the spirit realm. Yeah. In the picture, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you're right. I am just, you know. The dumbest. The dumbest person in the world. Least, I'm an idiot. I'm hard to deal yeah, with. Yeah. You know. But oh, yeah. He's the big, world's biggest pain. World's in his, biggest pain, pain in the ass. ass I, think I believe he says. But, I mean, that's my only real con that pulled me out of the movie. Like, everything else, I'm like, this movie's just hilarious. I laughed out loud. Even more than I laughed during our prequel episodes of our comedies that we watch. Mm. And it was... Yeah, it was the only thing that just made me feel like you could get you could make this movie without that. Well, let me ask you this: yeah. did it did it did it pull you out of the movie, like like Anchorman when they were not swearing and they're always saying these like these safe words and then all of a sudden, when Susie says uh, "Go fuck yourself, San Diego," then he's like, "I'm fuck, I would never fucking say fuck." Those don't no, count, I'm quoting. No, but uh, <laughs> but like that's the thing to me because that's what reminded me of watching it this night because I forgot how many times he swears and you're right it does it did take you out kind of like how like the taxi thing took out for me so I kind of get your comment yeah but like but also I think in context of the film it it's 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 sort of like the the you can see the 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 straw the last straw falling on Steve yeah. Martin's camel's back. He is at the end of yeah. his crap, like, no. and he just it, starts being a well, monster I mean, to everybody. Like yeah, he was right. a dick before, so I, I but he's excessive saying, now. Yeah. But when it comes to like the character and the evolution of who's like Steve Martin's character, you see, like, you can see it slowly progressing to where he's like, I mean, he explodes a little bit here and there. But he's not. The but that's the thing. He hasn't but learned why yet. Yeah. Exactly. But then once it hits this point, it's like. He's had enough. He can't do the. He can't yeah. like it's. Yeah. He's done with it. And then you see that carry over to like him talk. The very next person he talks to, it just carries over to that very next person. And that guy punched him in the damn face. Grabs him by the. Grabs him. Yeah. And just carries him in yeah. the car. Yes. <laughs> right by the testicles. Yes. But yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things where like, I've never seen someone <laughs> carry a guy by the it's one of those things where I understand <laughs> where the character's going and I understand why he breaks into that level. Yeah. yeah. But it's just it's just too much. Right. You know, and again, I don't hate it. It's just the only thing I can think of that's a con. <laughs> it's like no, well, that's you not could probably get away with two instead of seven. If it's two, you're right though, because it's because again, just like my point, my con it's very similar, because my con was it's too many times of the same thing and it yeah. takes you out. Whereas yeah. I would have gotten it otherwise. Whereas you're saying if you just shaved off what half of the fucks, <laughs> it would only been, it still would have, it still would have <laughs> been, it still would have been extreme enough to separate the first time he gets angry. And this time he gets angry. Yeah. 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 You know, I get it. I get so it. Ryan, do you even have a con? <laughs> this is no. fate. You watch it every year. You think this movie's flawless? You don't have any wrong. You I'm not going to say times. it's flawless, but I can't think of anything. Your con doesn't like... mean significant. It can be like we were talking about the idea of cons being. It could be you anything. Can, it could you be can also like... agree with us. 
It could be like no, it's I, like you know what you guys are one hundred percent right. Those are the only two cons in this yeah. entire movie. <laughs> I mean, I really don't have anything I would say. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. Like if I don't say there's a con, that doesn't mean it's perfect, um, right? Because my opinion is just my opinion. But I'm I, I just can't think of anything that I would. When I think of a con, it's we like, change the movie. You would change it. I can't think of yeah. there being anything I would change. Right. You know what I mean. So. When it comes to that... Not even the color of the uh, rings that he sells to the teenagers that use them as earrings. <laughs> Not no, if you I think it's... Blue... <laughs> what about that blue jacket he wears? It's kind of blur- bright. Maybe it was like a little darker blue. Maybe go no, green. but Maybe I go think green. the blue plays into how obnoxious he is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Because everybody likes blue. It's true. I know it's blue... Just like, he's just like big old I mean, blueberry. Count of three. Favorite color. One, two, three. Green. Blue. Onyx. What? <laughs> just kidding. Did you say onyx? <laughs> I was trying to... We were talking about the other day about how like... How? Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was like I, I thought of before you said that. I was thinking of the idea of like we made a comment about like we all think of outside the box concepts for most of the stuff, which is why we kind of agree on movies and similar co- thoughts on movies, and we end up talking about them so thoroughly. Is because when somebody says like, "What's your favorite animal?" The stars of the K must be like kangaroo. We're like, no, it's. Komodo dragon. dragon. <laughs> so you're trying to purposely find like there was some not just koala yeah. bear. Totally different versions. So, you're to, so I knew he was going to say blue because you already talked about blue. So I was like, ah, what's up? Is onyx is totally different than. <laughs> there, there's there's is, some blue shades in there. <laughs> Mine would definitely be like turquoise blue. Turquoise blue. blue. <laughs> just to be a dick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this, to be honest, there's a reason why a lot of people don't even remember this movie or may not have even seen this movie, but the three of us. All, I was actually kind of surprised and impressed that Ryan was like, hell yeah, playing streets. Oh, hey, so this like, I'm like, I think it's another movie. Like, cause, we're, Cause we discussed it in the thing. We're like, is he old enough to know this fucking movie? <laughs> so and that's the best part because, because part of the thing why, like, yeah. cause Whit and I discovered that him and I, like he doesn't belong in millennial land because yeah, I'm like, you can be in my little three year fucking window of nonsense because I, I, we're, I'm, we're in the area where you understand a lot of the things for the same reasons that yeah. the, your generation doesn't, grasp like you get stuff from why things are the way they are you appreciate a movie that was by all sen- by all intents and purposes most likely forgotten by the time you were born yeah we're, we're yeah. all waiting this for the movie wasn't a this movie, movie right? wasn't a blockbuster and it was a it was a it was a cult <laughs> to me it's a cult classic and a lot of people it's a cult classic but not on the same level as like space balls or big trouble little china or something like that where it's like a lot of people are obsessed with that kind of 80s flick you don't like you that say big trouble little china like i think of that i mean like that movie's just straight up Error. Oh, okay. we need to rewatch that film nah, because bruh. that's offensive nah, to me. Bruh. That is offensive to me. It's my favorite movies, and that's The Rock nice. wants to remake it, so you watch your mouth. Spaceballs, on the other hand, love that. Okay, you kind of redeemed yourself a little bit. Spaceballs. <laughs> You've at Big least Trouble. Seen Big Trouble. I can, I can, I will, I can defend Big Trouble better than I can defend Walking Dead. And I was convinced this guy to watch that show. We're not, uh, we're not gonna jump in on another time. But I want, I, 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 I definitely defend that movie. So I think. Dead. Based on our more than Batman Forever, for the record, by the way, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) don't even start me on Batman Forever. It's so much better than that movie. (laughs) One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, (laughs) This guy gets it. Ryan is on my side for Batman. I I know the guy who wrote it. You know Joel Schumacher? No, no, no. Uh, Oh no, excuse me. Other Batman. You know Bob Kane? (laughs) Wait, you like Batman (laughs) and Robin better than Batman Forever? No, 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 um. The guy, not who wrote it, uh, one of the producers, Akiva Goldsman, is a good friend of my uncle's. Shut your face. And why do I not have a signed poster of Batman? Yeah, where is all our merch, bro? Well, bro. 
Well, this is his first episode and our first official episode, so we can handle no, that crazy. later. His like production company, um, so wait, it's like some road productions or whatever. Like it's a road that it's like a that my uncle like it's something near where like he lives. So, hmm. Ah, well, interesting. Well, well, well. The well, things you learn. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> what I was trying to say is, I think that our cons lead us into. One of our other categories that we usually talk about, which is either A or B. We have two categories. Should it be, or has it already been, rebooted or recasted, and does it still hold up today? Hell yeah. Um, I think it does. One of the things I was thinking is usually, and as we were watching it, I'm like, nowadays if they remade this movie, it would be much more vulgar or much more... Like, what we would typically... Like, when you look at The Hangover, or, um... What's that other movie? Like, Good Boys. It's oh. like... Like, those movies are, like... Yeah. Well... Overtly I, vulgar, like, all these, like, talking about drugs and all this stuff. Like, so you expect something like this, like a comedy like this, if they made it nowadays, it's gonna be a little bit more like that. Well, I well, think Paul... was a big yeah, screen. Paul, I, I was about to say, Paul nailed it on the head when we chose this movie in our final prequel. <laughs> <laughs> And he was saying that Due Date was basically a remake of this movie. Yeah. No, but not is. like, they didn't announce it, it wasn't called the same, but, and, no, the, and the mean, reason for him coming home is his wife's giving birth, yeah. and not, but it's exactly the same plot. Like, yeah, exactly. This guy's on one side of the country, he has to go from New York to LA, and they have to figure out how to get there, and they keep fucking each other's up, life up the entire process. It gets a bit extreme, there's some drugs involved, you're right, they oh, stepped yeah, it sure. up. They threw it in Mexico, and like, marijuana, oh, and, oh. General, and this guy's like, just trying to get from New York to Chicago. Yeah, which is not that far. Like, I could have walked there like, by the time this movie was done. Like, <laughs> just of like comedies nowadays, it's like you have to have all these overt things, yeah, present for it to be fun. So, well, you got to fit. There's more. There's more like uh, boxes to check to yeah. fit in that category. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. This relies to, like a lot you of this it. stuff. This movie it relies totally on like the actor's reaction to things. Yeah. It's yeah, there's a lot of you're right because in due date they do a, there's a lot more production stuff going things exploding and like yeah. whole like there's a lot of extra crap in here that <laughs> kind of feels unnecessary. They're like going thinking, all I mean, the way to the Mexican border, right? Like there's just extreme stuff <laughs> that like they could have done a shot by shot or at least concept by concept comparison or like relationship like chopped a ton of money out of the production value of their production budget on this thing. And made a similar movie using yeah. the actor's skill set, which again, I like the due date remake or the due date movie because of the actors that are making it for almost yeah. the same reasons. I liked the this Planes Trains because I yeah. like Steve Martin's known to be hilarious, but also known to be a good straight character, exactly. right? Yeah. And even like we were talking earlier, off when we first started talking about, and I made a reference to like the idea that Three Amigos, he's the slightly mm. most intelligent of three idiots. But technically, <laughs> plays the straight character, right? Yeah. Technically, he's still playing the so straight Chevy character. Chase like he's not good. cracking jokes oh. per se on purpose because, uh, but they, they're like dad jokes and they don't land. And like you know, and, and it's, that's that. I think that's the concept. Like Steve Martin's range is very, yeah, very wide. And uh, that guy was like literally still to this day. Current comedians go. How do I be like Steve Martin? Yeah. He, li- he literally has a masterclass on right. Facebook. Oh, yeah. But if you look at in the last episode, which led into this this one, was the idea of like 
I have a huge, I have a lot of respect for Downey Jr. Despite the the pitfalls his life's gone into, and surprisingly, taking a trip down IMDb, I was kind of blown away because I even asked him a question: How long do you think there was a gap while he was like in rehab or something where he didn't make movies? That dude's career hasn't stopped since like the '90s. He's been making three to four movies a year, regardless of whether they're awesome or not. Yeah. Just he's nonstop and making films. Yeah, three yeah. to four films, and a, a huge chunk of them are solid flicks that you're like. Damn, like Chaplin, due date, a judge was one of those sleeper where it's like surprisingly the shaggy, very dog. dark, deep, and very, <laughs> very emotional. And then look at, I where mean, he shit, has like four we lines. all, yeah. we all like him. I mean, Endgame by itself is is him going through all the stages of grief twice. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Tw- not just Endgame. once, Ooh. fucking twice. Check mark. Uh, <laughs> but the idea that the idea that he goes through it twice and you feel it and you see his physicality and you see yeah. it, like he's a really good actor. And the idea that he pulls this off and I feel the same things I feel. I feel his frustration. I get. I mean, as much as I, you want like, like they do a good job. Candy and Zach both play the idea of like they both play a character that you really want to like because they're cute likable funny but then they're like are scratching their nuts and like god i would piss me off too like if he did that (laughs) or literally masturbating in a car right exactly exactly but that's the thing too to your point he he just like spilled beer on a bed and like turned on a vibrating bed but zach (laughs) masturbates like shit where's the bar it just raises it but i mean i I think that allows like this movie and just based on the way that it's shot you know the technology and Seeing all the people in the airports, you yeah. know, it, it holds up pretty well. Except for when they kick them off the train and make them walk a mile and a half in the fucking dirt. That, well, is yeah, that real? That's not happen. Yeah, that's not. You tried to do that but shit I today. Mean, I, but, well, the train's moving quick enough that if they like start exploding, they're just going to shut everything down and coast as far as they can. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I think the cool thing that to talk about is you said it earlier. It's like uh, there's a lot of movies that emulate and do things or or steal things from this movie. Yeah. And one of the things I wrote down while we were watching it is. When he first meets him, you see him reading that book, and he's like, "Let me buy you a hot dog and a beer," and all these things. It's like, <laughs> tea, the per- the water. First, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, is an Austin Powers. Bite it, bite it, crepe. Yes. He's like, don't remember like, exactly. Taking all these breakfast items, he's like, there's no place in Cuba. Nope. Bite it, bite it, crepe. Where does this come from? But it's like he does, he's like smoking a pancake. All these things, <laughs> and it's so funny that you said that. It's like there's so many things that this movie has that yeah. other movies use. It's amazing. It's amazing seeing other actors do their own thing, but seeing their their influences. It's like music too. Like you can see, like like for for some music nerds will know that Nirvana, uh, the song "Smells Like Teen Spirit," uh, uh, it was a direct, like almost direct ripoff of a Pixies song, like style and everything. In fact, Kurt Cobain literally said that in an interview. This is a direct, like we stole this. Like yeah. this is not us. This I is I like this idea. And he admitted it. And 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Grohl. Jeez, Dave Grohl's my freaking heroes. And I'm like, what's his name? Like an asshole. <laughs> what's the uh, guy from Nirvana that's also from Foo Fighters? That guy who also play all the instruments and like he's the most badass musician in the history of the world. Uh, yeah, Dave Grohl John? says the same oh. thing. Like he is, he likes the he. he <laughs> that man was talented. Touche. Is that it? Freddie no, Mercury. that wasn't it. <laughs> that was fun, it. man. Ever Freddie Mercury? Sing it. Freddie, uh, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> but yeah, planet. You're Freddie Uranus. <laughs> Freddie Uranus. Oh, oh that's was, messed he up. Was that was too. That <laughs> was too easy. Too. <laughs> too. It's Uranus, guys. It's Uranus. But anyways, uh, we're trying to talk about how the movie holds. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but no, Tim. What's your point? Like the idea that like 
Downey Jr. isn't doing a direct Steve Martin. Downey Jr.'s yeah. character is a whole unique character. No. He's got different quirks. He's got different irritations. He even, as Whit pointed out uh, earlier um, while we were watching it, that he wait like we were, oh man, I forgot how early Steve Martin loses his patience and goes off on yeah. him. Because in Due Day, he waits longer. It's like, he literally puts up that with it a first night in the hotel that he's just like blasting John Candy. Right, it's yeah. Like, and it's, and, and John again, Candy's like, oh yeah? Now that I think about it, I like that better. Right. I like the fact that he does have a blow up. They have a moment where it's like, I feel bad, but it's John Candy spent, what, he screwed up the whole, he did a ton of unforgivable crap. <laughs> and the fact that Steve Martin blows up at that point, go, everyone else is watching goes, I get him. Like, I yeah. get why that'd be annoying. But then you see Steve or John Candy's like incredible heartbroken reaction to that. And you're like, Jesus, wow. He's like, stop, stop being a dick. Like, you want to like stop. He's going mm. too far. And then you later on when you see him like keep getting worse, you're like, wow, this guy didn't learn from that first shit. Yeah. So it kind of gives you something to think back and go, because then when uh, you know he drops all those f bombs, you're like, holy, crap, this guy is just a monster now. Which and is, then when that guy punches him, you're like, that guy's not a dick. I'm glad he punched him. I would have too, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just shift relating to who different exactly characters. what happens in due date. I mean, right. Like it's literally like. But the shift happens. Is the it, shift is it, isn't does it as change quick. enough? It's not as quick. I mean, would it? Would you think it would have changed? The movie, if they had shifted the same setup and done the same kind of timeline, do you think it would due date would have been better for you? No, I, I like due date a lot. It doesn't I change mean, it enough. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't change it enough. Like you it, still see his character go through like a roller coaster arc, not just a, oh yeah, a straight line. Oh, up to down. and it's it's to the point like where you're like, how have you not blown up on him faster? Yeah, right. You know? Because like just to the point of like when they just first meet walks, up <laughs> yeah well, like they first meet up and it's like they've been kicked off of this plane and mm-hmm. like it's a very similar thing and yeah. then like he he's he's like i got something for you and he's like you got my wallet and he's like no it's this like stuffed animal that you had <laughs> for your unborn child and he's like and downey jr's character when you think about it on the level of having children should be like, oh wow, like you have the first gift yeah. I was going to give to yeah. my child. That's he funny should, you say that because he should yeah. be ecstatic that he saved that because he's like, well, if I can just get home before my child's born, it's my first gift. But instead, it's just like you got to be kidding me. Like the wallet's the important thing, yeah. And the Galifianakis character is like, no, this is the important thing, yeah. right? Just and well, just like John Candy's, just like love John your wife, Candy, where yeah. he's like, it doesn't matter if your wife is alive or dead; dead you yeah. should love her. No matter what, and yeah. his quote is like, "Like your work, love, love your, wife. your wife." Right, and that's you his know? own. That's like his motto. And that's his. Yeah, and you don't know yet that until way later that his wife's gone. You just yeah, think yeah. that's he's a he's a good husband, and and he he's been through some bullshit, traveled a lot, and gets that life is stressful. So fuck it, just care think, about what matters, you know. And I think when we talk about how things hold up, and you know, if it's worth rewatching, John Hughes films in general hold up pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah they do. Sure. Like. Yeah. Ready Player One is basically written to the point where it's like there's this guy that has John Hughes as like the center of his world. <laughs> Spielberg. It's literally no. no. There's some chunks in there that Spielberg well, took it's out. John the Hughes and, and Spielberg. Admit, and, well, that's what I'm the two of them split the eighties down the middle. He has two sons. He owns the eighties. Yeah, he has two. You're like think of another director, Spielberg, and then you're like, oh fuck, maybe Kubrick a little bit. But, but like, they're also friends. <laughs> but like, it, it's this character that has built his entire world around yeah. like John Hughes and his movies because he relates and to him the way that he wrote strongly. And yeah, how yeah, he relates to things and. 
he did such a... It was a Nolan-esque thing. Like, I mean, Nolan is doing what Hughes did. He's using the same actors in certain things, not always yeah. in the same type of roles. But he picked char- he picked actors that were young actors for his kid movies that we still give a shit about now, right? Like, we yeah. still... They had long careers, the majority of them. We still want to watch a fucking Goonies sequel. Like, where is that shit? Like, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff... Sorry, where- you're talking about Spielberg. <laughs> No. Not John Hughes? <laughs> well, John Hughes in general. But like the idea that there's a, like, they, John Hughes specifically, you're right. We'll pick a movie, like if you rewatch it as an adult, you get that same movie from a different perspective and you're like, holy yeah. crap, like when I was a kid, I got it from this way and I loved it. Now I get it from this one and I still love it. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like what Pixar does with their cartoons and stuff. They jam adult stuff in there. So later when you watch it with your kids and you have kids, you're like, wow, I get this now. And this mm. movie has all like up. <laughs> up hits uh, you like a ton of bricks like that's a aha kid movie and then you watch it, you're like oh my god his wife had a miscarriage and like they had this whole life that this montage and like that is stuff i can get it, relate yeah. to and like yeah. see my grandfather in that guy's face and i'll be that guy someday you know like it's just or you have friends that are going through it right you know, and, sure. and you're starting yeah. to see all those things yeah. and that's what i think i like about john hughes movies it's just they are very much just ingrained into the the average Joe's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to the Dodgeball prequel. Well done. <laughs> call back, call back, call back. Bring it yeah. back. Here we go. <laughs> Bring it two, back. Two callbacks? Three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, There's more than two. <laughs> but I mean, he, he wrote stories that you can relate to or that just make sense because he wrote based off of experiences and yeah. things like that. And people well, are... It's like there's... It's movies that are timeless that... Um, like when you think of The Breakfast Club, it's like... Watching it in high school, like, your high schoolers are going to get detention eventually. So, yeah. like, everybody can relate Jesus, to... Well, except, except for my seen? brother. My brother. I, no, well, so, the crazy thing is, so... That shit... Tangent. Speaking of dark. Like, watching that, watching that before you're in high school and then watching it after, after you go through it, you're yeah. like, oh, man, this is... And then watching it, like, a long time. Like, I was, I think, for me, because I grew up with Breakfast Club as a roughly childhood issue high school area mm-hmm. but like i didn't watch it for like 10 some odd plus years yeah, and then so. my wife and i were like breakfast club and i was like yeah holy crap like they it, this thing takes a hard turn yeah. like three quarters of the way in you're like jesus i wow like every character is a certain way and then you find out they have a dark every every one of them everyone similar to uh tropic thunder in a way where they're all like dealing with some crap and Expressing, expressing themselves in extreme ways and, and, and realize, being a certain oh, thing for a reason and none this. of them know why the other one's doing what they're doing until they yeah. talk it out exactly like Tropic Thunder they're stuck in the jungle or stuck in the detention and have to fuck <laughs> and forced to fucking communicate with each other they have fun sometimes and they get pissed at each other sometimes but they get the idea that yeah. and John Hughes got that shit and recognize that you know high school kids would get this but adults will understand this well, yeah. i was going it's to a joke huge that, genre like not everyone knows what it's like to go to detention i do i went to detention that was detention but a lot of time ago. i, I went to private christian school e. and <laughs> sorry my older and my older brother got this award and it, it was called the eagle award <laughs> Because our mascot was the eagle. I thought it was going to be like a And dope. the eagle is like <laughs> always mentioned in the I mean, bio. that would be fitting. <laughs> and basically the award is like being the most like Jesus. Mm. Oh, that should have been the devil award. <laughs> the devil. 
Really? So, <laughs> no, on the notes. Most like any of the... No, just... You have to be like, it's, Jesus. It's, it's, like, yeah. Well, the hell am I going to do that? It's literally, <laughs> it's it's literally awesome. one of those things. It's like, best Christian character goes to <laughs> this this person. And I'm like, okay, my brother just got that award. So then I come to high school like, five years later. Most right? like Judas? And I come to high school five years later, and it's like all the same teachers that had my brother, who's this like saint... Of a of a student, he was like, he's so sweet. He was nice to everybody. And I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm still nice to everybody, but I'm gonna get detention for being like late all the time or like hitting somebody with like a fucking like paper mache ball or something. Like I don't for, like, know. Ran out your friend for like a sack little, of yeah. like I cards. slapped my best friend in the face, and they're like detention. I was like, he's my best friend. They're like, you slapped him in the face in the middle of my class. I was like. But he's my best friend. But you don't understand. <laughs> I like how you're like, you he's my best friend. friend. He's and my best friend. You're joking. The teacher's like, and uh, the entire my time, best my friend is like, I'm not saying a word. I'm like, <laughs> you're my best friend. It's because you knocked him out. He was on the floor unconscious. <laughs> I didn't say how hard I slapped him. But I'm like, say something. You're my best friend. He's like, take him away. I'm like, what the you know, so wait, so, hold up. So, so you were Judas slapping your best friend, but he was Peter denying your ass. <laughs> wow. Yes, Paul. Your church was very Christian. Thank you for <laughs> writing it down, Paul. Wow. Your church wow. was very. And then, and then you get my younger You're brother. Like, Peter, I hate you. Yeah, my younger brother Drag comes away. up like two years later. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Look, I'm fine. I'm not like, even. I don't, I don't even know if my brother would be like either yeah. of them. <laughs> and we had one teacher the entire time that was like my older brother, me, and my younger brother, and he always just called us like Mister Davis. I'll say it out loud. He was like Mister Davis, Mister, and like you can tell that like the years had just dragged on him by the time he got to my brother. <laughs> like he was like the first one was like Mister Davis, mm, yeah, mm. and then me, he's like. Do I've had that same thing. He's my, like Mr. Davis. Like you're just one of my one of my most vivid memories of that exact experience was I was in eighth grade. No, seventh grade. Sorry, my brother was two years ahead of me in school, and my brother was a super uh, a straight A student, very very nerdy. You were a straight all the AP. B. I wasn't. I was back and forth. Straight B's. Where's my thing? Like I, uh, a side thing, but that like I would ace all the tests. I just hated homework, so I would get in trouble for not doing my homework because I didn't understand the logic of being in school all day for eight hours, then going home and doing teaching myself. The shit that they're getting paid to teach me. <laughs> I understood that at second grade. My mom goes, I mean, I have Legend. parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. I have parent-teacher conferences and went like this. My mom would be like, uh, so why are we here? And she, they'd be like, oh, well, Paul's in trouble for not doing his homework. You're like, okay, well, is he, is he failing the tests? They're like, no, he's acing the tests. Is he a distraction in class? Well, no, he's actually really good in class. Is he uh, bothering other students? Actually, he's tutoring other students. <laughs> so what are we but talking he about here? He doesn't need the homework. He's like, well, clearly he doesn't need it. But, I mean, make it worth more to punish him? I don't know what you want me to do. Like, yeah. So, yeah. like, one day I was after school for not doing my homework. And the eighth grade English teacher came to visit the seventh grade English teacher. And she was like, oh, this is Eric, Eric Hedelier's brother. And <laughs> he's like, oh. So, Ryan, you don't have to say your last name, but we have at least... 17 times. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, no, no, no. I get this because I'm the middle of three boys. Just as you we know, were going to ask you. I was going to be my next question. You so are the middle. Eighth grade teacher goes to me, Eric never had yes. to stay after school for not doing his homework. We are all dead. I never forgot that. Oh, so no, we're all so, second born. So my little brother got the, the brunt of it because my older brother. <laughs> we're going to go straight into Ryan's last No, no, it's complete, good. My older brother's a complete idiot. I was just uh, <laughs> kind of a prankster where I just. Like to joke around all the time. Yeah. And then by the time my little brother got there, they're like, "For the love of God, please tell me you're not like the other two. 
And he was like, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you which no, direction I go. I'm kind of quiet, and I'm just going to do this and get through it. So we 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 speculated that we were all at least second born. Yeah, so oh, good yeah. guess. And well, we were like, like, we can't guarantee it because Ryan's not here. And I was like, I always forget where yeah. he falls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I typically I was telling him why we talked about that because I wasn't sure. I never really asked you, but I'm a big like proponent of the, the psychological birth order concept, right? Where like typically first born are are like mostly the introvert, and the second born is typically more outgoing, and. Uh, my wife and I both relate to this because we're both second of two, and we were wondering if our kids, if we had two, if there would be a there would be a big difference with our son being introvert or not, or if the second one, or we would screw it up both, yeah. because we're both personality wise the outgoing yeah. second born, and our pediatrician was like, "That'd be a great experiment." Well, it turns out uh, my son's super outgoing, so we probably broke that shit. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I started thinking about. Who I normally connect so, with as again, people in birth order. Again, this is one bourbon, one movie, one beer, where we talk about the psychological <laughs> issues of being a second this born is, child. Uh, <laughs> this is this is uh, whatever we're, we wanted to be. We're going past <laughs> movies, beer, bourbon, whatever. We don't no, talk this about. Is I'm going to circle back. We, to, I'm sorry. There's, gonna be a, there's a connection with this. <laughs> we, we don't talk about any of the three things in the title. We're only going to talk about psychological issues. <laughs> Incorrect. But anyway, <laughs> let so me finish. I'll explain why. Not. If you want to know what it's like to be a middle child, stick around. <laughs> Not We're just valid. getting started. <laughs> well, what I was going to say before you guys really uh, made me feel like an a-hole. Just kidding. You, know, feel like I, you can't do that. It's impossible. Um, is that I typically relate to those people. I can pick them out of a crowd. Most people I know, even if they're like uh, 10 years older than me or 10 years younger than me. There's like an aura around them. They're like the middle child, second born. Yeah. Double middle. I child. can guess, That's and like I guess Brian. In the middle of seven. I guess Brian is second born, <laughs> so middle, or at least <laughs> either second born or middle child, and not and like I, a lot of my friends are usually the second born middle child, the ones yeah. I stay friends with a long time, and typically those are the kind of style of acting I connect to in movies. I connect to is the people that are s- more outgoing, more uh, fun and relatable than the typical introvert, <laughs> quiet. So uh, he just brought it, bringing back. it back. <laughs> you know, he bringing it all the way back. You I just I called that shit. All did it. This holds up very well. I'm gonna give you a tally anyway, just because I already did it. So yeah, now you, you know what? It. You know what? I yes. really did it. But uh, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, like we're all drawn to movies that we like for reasons and psychologically I, I think it's okay we talk about psychological shit because that's why we give a shit why we yeah, care why we John care Hughes about why clearly a middle child John Hughes clearly did his homework <laughs> when it came to the idea of understanding psychological connections between characters mm-hmm. you don't make a movie like this with extreme personality differences and know when to make like for example, the first scene in the in the beginning of the hotel where he blows up, and you think, yeah. oh, they're gonna he's gonna learn from this, and they're gonna be friends. You know, no, they're gonna he's yeah, gonna fuck up over and months. over and over again until he eventually gets why for two hours he needs to stop being a dick and learn a lesson because all of his movies about a lesson. Home Alone, shit, you know, like there's all kinds. Don't leave your kid in the house. <laughs> Go to fucking France or whatever. <laughs> like, don't count all- <laughs> on the other teenager to do the head count. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like the idea that John Hughes didn't just make. Family friendly, happy. Just go to the movie. Like if you watch his movies, he went pretty deep. Yeah, they all go. There's deep. fucking deep shit in these stories, and that, and surprisingly, when you watch, you're like, damn, I forgot how dark yeah. planes, trains, and automobiles was. <laughs> like, and how good it was, and how well it was scripted and and and, and planned out. So, and he usually writes these movies quickly, supposedly, and 
Oh yeah, I mean, in like, a short he was just period like, of time, but in his like hotel room or in his but they're not home identical. And like just we were like, talking about no one, no one making a very similar concepts or at least similar theme, but it's, it's hard to really pin down John Hughes. He's got he has different concepts throughout some of his films, right? Well, same thing. Like, and I, and I wrote down a little bit about John Candy. Like, it's one of those characters that. You didn't see him do that character a whole lot. Like he was always that like oaf and the lovable oaf, but like he was. Yeah, just... I mean, he's, he's often plays quote unquote in that time frame. They use the phrase second banana, right? Like mm-hmm. these. Uh, there's two. There's two major characters. He's typically the slightly, slightly out of out of out of spotlight, out of focus. Yeah. yeah. Like he plays Bar from Spaceballs, not Lone Star. <laughs> right. He plays and and. and oh, yeah. But he kind of plays the reverse in Great Outdoors, right? Where he plays he plays the main father. And his cousin, his cousin shows up to fuck with him. Dan Aykroyd, who plays a complete douche, who, you know. But at the end of the day, he's more of the hero in that movie, which is a standalone. But I mean, typically he plays like slightly off yeah. from all these movies that he plays, you know. Did you miss my light again? I forgot to set a thing. Uh, did you guys? Did you so Ryan, that this memo? is your first time on board. Uh, call this we've, only, we've only mentioned that. Well, first of all, times. to be clear, we discussed the idea of all of us individually doing this and rotating. <laughs> yeah, Paul is supposed to catch us. Roughly an hour, hour seven, right? Hour but we 14, are all adults and capable of setting alarms minutes. for ourselves. <laughs> supposed to catch us anywhere from an hour to slightly under two hours. Yeah, it's an hour and twenty-two, which is hour twenty. Oh, that's right. I'm not even ninety yeah. minutes. Nobody's gotten a text yet. Nope. Oh, uh, I mean, it's on Do Not Disturb, so I don't even know. Well done. The balls wow. in this guy. He's got a second, newborn and puts his phone on Do Not Disturb. Second kid, he puts it on. Look, here's do the not thing. Look, guys. <laughs> here's what you don't know. I run my house. Whoa. Oh, whoa. I don't, please don't listen to I this. mean, he said it so, he said, uh, it, he said uh, it so convincingly. Uh, Brian's, I wearing, him. Brian's wearing the pants, but uh, <laughs> his wife has the belt. And she <laughs> has it firmly buckled on the last well, hole. Look, <laughs> I wear the pants. She just picks out every single pair. Though. Right. She <laughs> buys all the pants in the house. and She, <laughs> she chooses the pant size. <laughs> so no belt, matter what, I'm wearing the color, pants she picked out. And they are mom jeans. Let's be curious. wearing mom but, jeans. But <laughs> one of the... Two things that we still haven't really touched on that we always touch on. First one's difficult because you have to pick a fi- fav- favorite favorite character, and there's really only two that you can pick. Well, from I suggest I suggest one. we pick. Uh, we each get to pick one of them, right? But we pick why. Why they're your favorite? Better than the other one too. Ooh. So and I'm not going. In first. other words, one of the characters. <laughs> you're not going last. Is that what you said? Or I said not I'm going not going first. first I said. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I'm not going last, so I guess I'll go second. Oh, and then I guess I'm going So that means first. Yes. Ryan goes first. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ryan? Ryan is the mathematician uh, of the group. Well, I'm <laughs> mathematician? What do you mean? Uh, he knows how to count one plus one. If and you're one not first, then you're not first. And I guess that just makes me first. Right. Um, well, you're, I mean. You mapped it up. Man, if I have to pick out of all the characters, they would be my favorite. <laughs> all two of them. <laughs> Uh, well, to be no. fair, his wife gets a lot of screen time. You can pick her. <laughs> she does. No, I, I mean, um, not. Nah, I mean, I mean, uh, Steve Martin's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. mostly just a picture over and over again. I mean, but she's in there probably just as much. <laughs> she is referred to just as much. True. You don't uh, know until the end. She's not really there. I would say Steve Martin's character has got to be my favorite. Um, I I think I'm just a little biased because I love Steve Martin. Right. And just in any movie he does, his character is probably going to be my favorite. But just to see his progression as a character going from uh, kind of a 
just trying to get home, trying to get home, then exploding, trying to get home, trying to get home, exploding again. Yeah. And then it's that it's the moment when uh, when they're when the car catches on fire. He's basically he comes to the point where he realizes like he just like has a moment where he just loses it. He's like, I can't control anything. There's all I can do is laugh, shake this guy so hard that I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's hysterical how everything is going wrong. But just, it's like, at that point, it's like where he, he turns as a character when they go to the hotel. Um, that's kind of the moment where he turns and he's like, you know what? There's something here. Like, I have, like, he starts to see John Candy's character, like, how he sees the world. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's, I like he's it. my favorite character. And if we go look at favorite scenes, um, I mean, there's so many good scenes in this. I know we've joked about it before when we, when it happens, but probably when, right after he gets punched, it's picked up by the balls, put into the car. That's true. And uh, That's an unexpected when, scene. When John Candy just constantly is referring to as like, I bet you just would like some more balls, wouldn't you? Right. Like that. right. Literally and picked up says, by He's like, well you know done. what I'd like right now? And John Candy just says, what another pair of balls and an extra hand to play with, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is flawless. Uh, perfect, perfect. But also, uh, how do you one up Steve Martin dropping twelve f bombs in a row? Oh, I know, you get him knocked out and then picked up by his nuts. Like that's never <laughs> happened. Both of those exactly. you never see in any movies. Exactly. And they was like, Johnny was like, "How do I fucking? Oh, I got it. I got it." <laughs> um, so, so it is. Uh, my turn. Is it your turn? Did yeah. you say you said you weren't going first? Right, he went first. And you I said you don't want to go last, so I got I go next. Oh, you don't want to go last? Is that what you said? I thought you said you were going to go last. I just said it out loud. All right, go go ahead, bro. Favorite character? He chose Steve Martin. Right. There are three of us, so you don't have to pick John Candy if you don't want to. <laughs> and can I can't. I can't pick Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you can pick Kevin Bacon. <laughs> As the foot, loose, I just as the foot loose I just, foot race to you're the gonna task. need a, you're gonna need some heavy skills to one up why he likes Steve Martin with yeah. why he like why you like Kevin Bacon. I like Kevin Bacon because he's in the movie. <clears throat> I like um, it because I can pick another Kevin Bacon seven film now. No, I think I, I would have about. to. Agree with, I, I think I would actually agree with Ryan hmm. that my favorite character is Steve Martin. Okay, and it's because he goes through. The biggest change. I mean, yeah. John Candy's character does not change throughout. He changes a little bit towards the end where he's. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how much he changes. It's just, it's just. I'll pick John. I'll pick John. So I, I, I have a couple yeah, you, ideas. You, you I can think talk about John, but I'm going, to, I'm going to continue to talk about. But Steve. I understand. I understand what you're saying. So what do you? So he's <laughs> he's staying I mean, quick. Well, he's saying my turn. turn. Oh, I'm gonna let you have your chance. But Beyonce's album is the best album of all time. Yes. I'm going to let you finish. But I'll John Candy's way better than Steve Martin. Go fuck yourself. You know what? If this was a wrestling video, like Paul would be like, I was trying, I got I wasn't my doing that. out and I'm oh, going to... I wasn't doing that. Let's be clear. I, I, I just wore my NWO shirt. Just so <laughs> uh, where I was coming from on that, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to interrupt you to take it over from you. I was trying to take him out of you because I feel like you were trying to explain why... He didn't change. Yeah, but but uh, you're all over that. Well, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, I, I you were trying to say why Steve Martin's the better character. No, I like Steve Martin just because I mean he I is the to... character that is going through all the troubles, and he's the exact opposite of the way I am in those circumstances. So I, 
I almost enjoy watching it from that level. And vicariously seeing how if, if I was react. going through the same situations that Steve Martin is, I'm calling my wife and I'm like, we're delayed. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. Like, you know, it is what it we're is. We're delayed. <laughs> it is what it is. And like, Wichita, my wife is on it. the other end going, <laughs> like, you, know, like, you got to be ins- insane. I can't believe you're going to be late. Yeah, but you imagine like, doing that in an era when you don't have cell phones? And oh, yeah. Exactly. You have to use like Dude, Steve Martin was holding a cell phone, I mean, a, a pay phone, with two fingers, and I'm like, that's like a because COVID. That's how you would handle a, a, somebody handed you their phone in COVID nineteen. It was a, it was a social distance payphone. <laughs> you want social distancing with the phone? But I mean, like, and that's the thing. I, I like watching that character because it's also one of those things that it's almost like understanding um, some torp, torp, some type of disorder that you don't go through. Right. Like, you know, I don't understand depression. I don't mm. understand suicidal thoughts. I don't understand, you know, even like getting angry at situations because mm. I am one of those guys that's like, you know what? It's another day. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'm yeah. happy that I have my family. I'm happy that I have my friends. I get to go record a podcast. You know, it's yeah. like, one of those things where I'm just like, I get to do something at least for five minutes a day that I enjoy. Right. And I have a good day, you know, for the most part. And Steve Martin's character is so tight wound and he's just like, I yeah. got to get home because if I don't, I'm a failure. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting to watch a movie that has that being the main character because that's not the way that I think. At the end of the day, the I'm more of a John Candy. eating dinner with his family, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we always think of Thanksgiving. I've got to get home by Thanksgiving. But it's like, really? You get to sit around a table and eat turkey. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just a dinner. <laughs> like, so with family, but you do that's that why anyway. I think Steve Martin's probably the better character for me to watch because I'm I'm not experiencing the movie from my same normal headspace. Right. Right. I'm experiencing it, and he's the main character. So I'm, I'm getting to see how somebody that's wound that way perceives the situation. Yeah, he it's literally looks at John Candy yeah. as the devil, right? Yeah, literally, <laughs> you know. And John Candy, really all John Candy's uh, trying to do is get him home for for Thanksgiving, and like a really shitty Walmarty <laughs> type costume. Yeah, yeah, you know, Halloween uh, <laughs> Express. <laughs> I wonder if that was like a purpose, or they were like, "Yeah, we blew the budget on this." This uh, car exploding tractor trailer scene, so, so you get to wear this crap. We can't, this car so dry you can't afford like so a prosthetic we, or like we, a we fake beard. No, no. You know, we we're really draw the beard. We really broke the bridge with the Jim Henson puppeteer <laughs> right, right. company. So your favorite character has to be. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm going to choose John Candy because I was going to choose him begin before we even you guys even picked him because I, I guess because you guys are so so easy. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so obvious. I can't no, seriously, that John Candy was. I, I like his character because he's 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 back and forth. Like you, as much as you hate him, for people, you can you can understand why Steve Martin loses his patience. Maybe not as extremely as he does, but like you can at least get. Oh my god, a guy farted. He fucked up the bed. He poured beer on it. Like <laughs> he, he poured beer. He, all how would he use bed. all of like? He didn't pour beer. Like the part that does stuff too is like is like you go hey to know you want to use the shower and then like the scene goes from that to he's in the shower and then the water cuts out the guy's all going blind he looks out the window the bathroom is an absolute shit show like there's just just every towel but but must, minus a hand soaked, towel is used soaked soaked everywhere like it's just and he went from like smoking on one side of the bed to smoking on the other side of the bed after all the pillows like he's just then he's like trying to sleep like the whole time like hawking loogies like he like. Does a, like about thirty five different things in that little window of crap. To where you're like, oh, I want to throw this guy out the window, right? 
But at the end of the day, then you see Steve Martin lose his mind, and and a lot of people can relate to Steve Martin losing his mind in that moment. You can get you've gotten there. You went there with him in that scene, right? But not a lot of a lot of people can get John Candy's face. Like John Candy's reaction shots to that, yeah, aren't just oh, like ha ha. Oh, well, what was no, me? I screwed up. He is damaged from yeah. that. Like he is like getting stabbed, dagger, dagger, dagger. Everything Steve Martin says, you can feel John Candy hearing. And then he doesn't even react right away. He has a whole moment where he, he like takes, pauses. Yeah, he takes. He a takes moment. a minute to like then tell him, "Look, just because." And he keeps his cool. Like he still doesn't like, blow up equal. He, his target. reaction isn't even like tit for tat. It's not even like oh, eye for an eye. It's you said this. Well, guess what? This is why I'm the way. This is well. Yeah. You at least I don't do this. But he's not screaming and throwing things. He's just talking to him and reacting and then explaining why. But even then, he does a bunch of things. But you can tell, even when like Steve Martin multiple times accuses him of theft, right? Yeah. First it's the wallet's empty, yeah. and then the next moment it's the credit card and the two yeah, things. Right, yeah. Both times you Gosh. see him go, "You stole my stuff," and you're like, "You know, Steve knows he didn't. I was with him. You were with him twenty four seven. Like, when did he do it? And when did he? Why? How would you not notice?" At the end of the day, John Candy's reaction and, and explanation of, "No, I didn't. Like, why would I?" Because you know that guy. Despite his his quirks, is a genuine person, yeah. which is rare to find. Period. Yeah. Like, and again, that guy's. What is Steve Martin's job? Does anybody remember what his actual job is? He's in marketing. marketing. Right. Is his but job functional on the road? <laughs> right. When they're in the in their dire straits, they've both been robbed. They have no fucking money. What does John Candy do? A guy goes sells a bunch of goddamn. Uh, like, <laughs> does his job? He sells rings. shower curtains and he makes money. To then f- keep their, their trip going. Of course, to St. Louis, 10 minutes down the road. But theoretically, <laughs> he still does a good job. And he yeah, still they, does, he still has a lot of, a lot of the, a lot they of the do points. do not have very, very far to go. go. Right. I, I mean, yeah. But at the end of the day, the point is that he, he has a skill set. And at the end of the day, too, Steve Martin's getting super angry to get home to the things that he has. And he doesn't realize the entire time that John Candy's character is not going anywhere. Okay, yeah. so he doesn't have a place to go, but he's still more optimistic than this douchebag who loses his patience when he everything bad happens. So he's he's also teaching his other counterpart lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson the whole time about like what the real like regardless of all my damn annoyances, what do you really care about? You I, my or smoking is just as bad as you know the taxi driver driving over your 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 thing or your luggage mm-hmm. disappearing or you're not getting the, the or you almost getting run over almost getting car. run over you're right yeah. all these things that happen so, to him it's not just John Candy that happens to him it's everything that happens to him and but John Candy's the stable one of the whole thing he changes in a way where you don't see it he's his change is subtle his arc is subtle he goes from a guy that you think is a bumbling douchebag who keeps annoying the hell out of everybody and you realize that he just keeps going like the Energizer Bunny, yeah. despite mm. he lost the only thing in his life that mattered. So, you know? I'm so surprised that with three men who each have two kids, that nobody would have picked the the cousin's wife that birthed the kid sideways. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife. My well, wife, she wasn't a second born. <laughs> she was. My wife. Put, if my wife had a C-section, but my son was also 11 pounds, 14 ounces, so she may yeah, have related to the sideways birth. <laughs> my wife had a C-section, and they said. 
Man, I was a big kid. She came out at eight pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, but well, your wife is also like daughter, a fun-sized human. My so. daughter came out second. I used to joke, so like, so Ryan's wife is my cousin, and we used to go like see movies all the time, yeah. and so, and she's tiny. And I used to joke with her, like, when we'd go see, like, a PG-13 movie. Like, she'd come in, like, I would have bought the tickets or whatever. And, like, I'd be like, all right. You wouldn't be able to get them. I was like, this person is coming in instead of Paul. Yeah. And she would come in and be like, oh, I'm surprised I let you into the movie theater because you're so fun-sized or whatever. Like, just, like, being a douche (laughs) to my own cousin. Nice. And being like, and she would just be like, yeah. I'm old enough. I was like, right, my joke didn't make sense at all. <laughs> like, you're like, you know what? You're smarter than I am for sure. <laughs> you know? Like, I had the stupid joke. But, um, I, that's <laughs> uh, just a side tangent that was fun. Um, I think something else that, especially with a movie like this, we've talked about our favorite character, we've talked about how it holds up, but like, some movies you have a favorite scene, like something that you just, it's ingrained in your memory. Somebody says something that triggers it. Like for me, it's probably Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like I always have somebody say something that's just like, dude, I, I can quote sounds, that entire movie start to finish. Don't start me. I, I used to memorize it, but like, it accents. just, I learned English accents just for that movie. <laughs> just, just for that movie. <laughs> and they're Jeez. different ones, by the way. Well, uh, hashtag commitment for Paul. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like there's a scene or a part in the movie or maybe even just an act of a movie mm-hmm. that stands out. Like the first act, the second act, or the third act. Right. Like is there something in this movie that is just timeless or that you think about? Like, I think about a lot of movies yeah. every day just from somebody saying one word. I'm like, oh, yeah, like Talladega yeah. Nights. Like, help me, Tom Cruise. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you, baby or Jesus. you might be, help me, baby Jesus. Or, like, I like to think my Jesus wearing angel wings, singing, <laughs> like, Freebird. You know, and this movie, is there, like, a favorite moment that, like, either you just think about a lot? Like, for me, I'll go first. I always think about that point where Steve Martin is connecting the dots. The montage. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. another the, it's like the third the, montage the of dead, the movie. Well, the dead mo- the dead wife montage. Yeah. The, and where he's no way to say figuring it, out that away. he wasn't paying attention yeah. the right way. And That's his I like growth, to think yeah. of you know all of my friend groups. Like I want to be able to pay attention to Ryan. I want to pay attention to Paul and understand, you know, where you're coming from. And I don't want y'all to feel like I'm an asshole, <laughs> but I'm not saying you're never like. <laughs> you're gonna say too late. Ryan, I you, know that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> but I mean, it's a good thing this isn't video recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is crying right now, but it's one of those scenes where you're like, oh gosh, like we all saw it, you know, building, uh-huh. and the main character just bulldozed right through it, and. I think about that. For most movies that I see, I try and find a twist of that nature. Yeah, you know. Well, this is like again. This is that's an that's a uh, Bruce Willis finding out at the end of Ten Night or uh, Six Sense that he's dead. Twist. That's yeah. a that's a pretty solid twist. I thought, I thought you were from nineteen eighty seven. Twelve monkeys. For there's there's like I don't even. It's like, like most Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> I'd have to. 
That is like the least it's like, like Die Hard where he realizes <laughs> he can't die. How do you pull out twelve monkeys? <laughs> it's really hard. It's very hard for him it's to. Very die. hard for him to die. He threw. Die a, he can give you a shot in the ribs and then shot through that did shot you, in the ribs. Did you see like, what just happened? See it? I did it. <laughs> I, I always get confused and think that like when I see like that scene of Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, like jumping from the helicopter and swinging into the. The building. I'm like, that's so. Is that hard. is that yeah. Bruce Willis? Where's his in fire? The where's the fire hose? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Bruce Willis in the Matrix. You're like, ah, I'm pretty sure now. I think that uh, John McClane is Neo now. I think that's established. He, he was the one in 1992, right? <laughs> Seven years before <laughs> the Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> whatever year Die Hard came out, we I'm should definitely we should incorrect on that theoretically. Number. I'm calling it right now. We should do a, a Die Hard franchise mm. run. Like write it. it down. Write it down. I'm not like mad it. at it. Not every, like none of them. It, like it. None of them are bad. Not like all, all of them are hits. Not all of them are bad. Yeah, definitely the second one. So, do, do, but do you guys third. all have a favorite moment from this movie or something that, I mean, you see it every year, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Which pointing, you said I'm you pointing see at this you movie every year. What is podcast. your favorite scene? Um, I mean... Other or I mean, favorite act? Like the first I mean, act, the second act, or the third you, act? You already said it. Like, that is... It's obviously... That's the moment where you realize, oh, crap, he gets it now. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the most powerful moment in the movie. So that's always going to be one of those that always stick out in my mind. But, uh... We all know that Paul is going to say the semi-trucks... No, I don't know. For, <laughs> and for, that's the one I remember when I think of this movie, but it's not my favorite scene. I don't know. It's pretty up there, though. Probably when they wake up in the morning and they're cuddling, I go too low. Yes. I'm I mean, back I quote, in babies. I, quote, I probably quote that scene more than any movie ever. When See, somebody, when you wake up every morning and you're like, honey, why did you, why did you kiss my ear? It's like, anytime somebody cool. says, that's not something, that's and not, they're like, that's not right. I'm like, those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. I just say that all the so time. So good. So and funny. people don't understand it. That's I, so funny. Like, no joke, I probably quote, like, say that more than any quote from any other movie. Well, no offense, but like, you quoting that to your peers, like, that joke lands in my generation hard. Yeah. Does not land in yours hard, which not is why you belong in this podcast. Not at all. <laughs> so, whenever I say it, nobody gets it. Right. You right. See, I say it, I look I wait for a laugh, and then you just hang your head in shame because you're like, right. you right. don't in other words, it. he has never That's said like, this at a family reunion where we are together. Dude. <laughs> so I'm like, Ryan, I'm waiting for you to say a joke that I can jump in on. <laughs> Now you make it feel like you know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let's just drink a bunch of bourbon. And to be fair, I can't back that up. I've never been here. Then again, <laughs> half of the times that me and Ryan get together at family functions, it's like we're upstairs drinking whiskey. And half the time we're and upstairs <laughs> drinking whiskey and trying to plan when we're going to go see our next right. movie. Yeah, <laughs> this entire podcast is thanks to me and Ryan trying to go see Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, eight? No, no seven. seven. No, it was eight. Was it? Do you don't remember Carrie Fisher like saving her soul by no. using the force to that, fly no, through but space? We had we had tried seeing because episode seven I saw with my brothers separately. No, I, it's got it's got. It wasn't every other year, so you could math it out. Because we watched what? Solo. Just we we made a. Did we watch Solo section. together? 
Solo was well, Solo was between yeah, but me and Ryan started it. We, well, we tried to go see The Hobbit, I believe. Yeah, I remember going seeing that by myself. I think it was the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got there. I got there. Got in the theater. Was like, I can't come. And I was like, Oh, oh I was like, something has happened. Then my saint of a wife is like, Just, a, just have I'll it. come sit with I'll you. She was tall enough to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they said. The they Carter? Hobbit looking woman. <laughs> she's good. She's probably one of the, she's probably an extra <laughs> in this movie, so let's let her have it. Just go ahead and go in. It's on us. It's on us. <laughs> it's on us. No, she walked and said, My husband's in there by himself, and they said, Go on in, honey. First of all, <laughs> first of all I would like to give you credit. Uh, yeah. this movie is one hobbit and many dwarfs. So yes. your wife. <laughs> Yeah. You did not hear your he reference so, to a hobbit, not a dwarf. It could have been going the other direction. <laughs> it started off like because Ryan and I kept trying to see movies, and our wives made fun of us for never just committing yeah, to go. We going. always right. tried to plan it, and it was, it was like one of those things. We're always going to plan it, and we're never going to follow well, through. But the one time we follow through with it is when it all started. It triggered it. Like Star Wars Episode Eight, And then it hadn't stopped. And then Paul and I had ran into each other at the same church. Like I yeah, hadn't seen, I hadn't seen Paul gap. in like three years. And my first job suddenly I'm sitting literally you. shoulder to shoulder with this guy. And I'm like, I know who this is. Yeah, so I, I know who this is. There's that and moment like, in the church when they're like, get up and say hi name. to your person next to you and then tell them what you're doing for spring break. And both of us were like working because we're chefs. And then I'm like, he's like, Paul? And I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. We like sit next to each other and we're like, oh, hey, how's anybody sitting here? And like, I just Super like random eyes. I'm like, I know who you are. We went there with my wife's friend and she picked a random row out of nowhere. Yeah. It was crazy. And I look at my wife and I'm like, I know who this guy is. I don't know. Where I, I, was like, I don't know where I know him from. I don't know if he worked for me, if I work with him. <laughs> and suddenly like it clicks and like, it, it gets to that same point where he's like, he's like, stand up and say, Hey to your neighbor. And I'm like, and it's almost like we were fishing for each other's names at the same time. Yeah. He's like, wit. I'm like, Paul, <laughs> like, Holy crap! Like I can't believe we're at the same church right now. And then we ended up being in the same small group. And yeah, then, and then we all we were, we were at that church Girl. because my wife, my wife's friend Jessica, like high school friend, mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, this is a big church, but we have a small group." And then we were like, after the service, him and I were walking together, and my wife and your wife were walking together because we both had kids in nursery. And we're like, oh, I gotta go with my son. Oh, I'll get my daughter. <laughs> and then we're yakking and talking about how we like this church because of, I like, oh, this church is small group. And you're like, hey, I run a small group. And my wife's like, by the way, we're in it with small group. I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> but like, and then during the small group, it was like, me and Paul had not missed a beat in oh, yeah, three years. And so yep. we went and saw like Black Panther. After that, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> like we're in the middle of a small group, and we're like, so like Friday night, <laughs> <You're busy? laughs> well Thursday at midnight, Black Panther comes out. Can you get away? And oh yeah, so you know, movie after movie goes by, and I think like half of them I saw with Ryan, half of them I saw with Paul because I was making a point with Ryan. How many movies do you like, think there were between? I'm going to go see every movie I can with Ryan because <laughs> you know you made fun of me for not seeing movies with Ryan. I'm going to go see it. And then I was also like, yeah, but Paul loves these movies. Yeah, we really <laughs> like I'm like, dude, I can't. I, my wife doesn't want to watch this one or whatever, but she likes like, the Marvel movies most. Literally, I saw like 
three in a row with so Paul. Funny. I saw Black Panther, Infinity War, and Justice League like with Paul. And we get out of Justice League, and we're like in the middle of, I think it was uh, fall when Justice League came out. Because I remember being cold. Because... Yeah. <laughs> we're standing in the middle of the parking lot talking. I'm like, what's the next movie going to be? <laughs> and it's like, what about like Solo, a Star Wars story? I was like, I want to see it. I don't care how bad it is. I don't yeah. care if they fucked it up. I, I don't care. And then I like linked up the fact that like, I was like, well, Star Wars and Ryan, you know, Star Wars Episode Eight. What if I brought Ryan in on this? And yeah, we, like, November, up, called, November 17th it came out in 2017. Freezing my balls off. Three years ago. And, <laughs> Me not, because I was just standing at the And so, like, morning. our first movie, <laughs> though, like, was <laughs> Solo. Yeah. Which is ironic, because I remember when we all got together, we started watching movies together, and we really fell into the Marvel movies. And I remember being pissed that well, we, we fell into the Marvel movies been... from the Star Wars movies. Well, I know, but I'm well, just thinking in general, like, I, I remember... I forget, I forget about Solo. The... One movie that I always Deadpool remember was our, as our first, as like one of our first. Deadpool two. Was Deadpool two, and that. And we will talk about that. Yeah, that girl blinding the crap out of me. When we watch Deadpool well, two, we, we'll save that yeah. nugget for Deadpool two. That's very appropriate. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, like I remember thinking, yeah, I wish I'd seen all the Marvel movies and all these other movies with you guys because it's it's the way we like to. These those movies are what we really give a crap about. The idea that move, when no director or, or or actors give a shit about the roles and they make really good flicks, we notice, we care, and like we even again, I will point out flaws because I can see two sides of every still every coin. But I will also point out really good things that I give a shit about a movie. Like I can find a thousand flaws in Batman vs Superman, but I can also find reasons I like that movie. Yeah. You know, in Justice I'm, League, as much as Justice League was kind of a nightmare, I. I love the Superman that we ended up with. I love like certain like when the Snyder cut comes out. We hope that the Superman is at least half as fun as the Whedon Superman. Dude, that scene, (laughs) the scene, the scene that I still remember that in a black suit. Maybe we'll talk about when we really go. But the scene where he's literally fighting three of the other or two of the other uh, Justice League members, and he Flash is going slow slow mo, and his eye just slips. That moment, you're like. Oh, oh shit! Flash's face well, is all of our faces. You and like, I, I saw it together. Oh. I looked over. I looked over. And we looked at each other. Like, if only Ryan was here. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. You, said, you, yeah. look, you look at him. You're like, if only my other friend was oh, here. I'm not even sure. Like the first movie we saw, so like, I'm right. not even sure left, Ryan even right. spoke to each other. But like we all, like we made jokes and we all laughed at each other. And I'm like, yeah, Ryan and I will probably get along. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're both like, I, I really just needed that moment of being like able to sit between the two of you guys <laughs> and just be like, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Totally saw that. Because I mean, it was. One of those things that, like Justice League, we saw just me and Paul. But I was like, I feel like if Ryan was here, we'd have a really good conversation. And then yeah. we really connected. When we and then we went, watched went planes, trains. Had a chance to sit next to chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Finally, finally <laughs> Ryan, talking, you know what? Well, remember that time? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That time we said it. And then we were we already sat next to each other, and he's like, "I gotta get out of this movie." And we're like, "Is that third of the way or halfway through the movie?" But we still, you know what? Just wrap that up. We'll talk about it another time. 
<laughs> Ironically, I'm going to count all of those because we didn't really, I didn't really keep track of them, so I'm going to go with five just now. I wrap it up. It was like it three up. in a row because I, <laughs> I ignored the first two to yeah. make sure you said it three times. I'm pretty sure you, might, you did say two originally. I probably wrote them down. But <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. Yep. I mean, it was made in 1987. It holds up 33 years yeah, later. Yeah, there's bits like, I mean, pay like, phones, things like small. The stuff that isn't relevant. Well, it's the just side shit anyway. Well, the but the main plot, definitely everyone would relate to that yeah. shit. Yeah, and the technology just grounds it into the era that it was. Yeah, yeah for sure. Planes still you fuck know. up. Trains still fuck up. Transportation <laughs> still has a chance. They don't just have stuff oozing Damn, out of them. It's two <laughs> more. Well, <laughs> honestly, dude, like, there's plenty of times where, I mean, I've never been on a train where it almost exploded. But I also know that <laughs> I've known people that have been on buses where that's, they started smoking and broke down. Or a plane. Yeah. Like, I remember being on a plane where they're like, oh, yeah, the there's some technical difficulties. The uh, landing gear won't move or something I, like that. I'm like, oh, cool. What's next? The wings falling off? The engine going to not work? I got, <laughs> I got redirected um, when I was in, like, sixth grade. I was on a trip. And we were going to, like, Alaska for, like, an Alaskan cruise, which I... Did not care about because I was in sixth grade, but Jeez. it was a I fun trip. I would do that so like, bad. Doing now. it now, like <laughs> at thirty-two, I'd be like, "Can we go on an Alaskan cruise? Yeah, like please. Well, to to like, Caribbean? can we just like? No, it's like no. no. Like, no, I mean, I, mean I do remember. I was I want just in my crack all the time. That's great. Yeah. How about Alaska? <laughs> I was I was just old enough to like be like, this is beautiful and this is amazing. But at the same time, I was like, there's a free video game. <laughs> near there's near the near the casino arcade room it was like Dude, i can go into this arcade room on this cruise i laugh for you soul caliber i laugh for you but forever. i have a, I, you if you as soon as you mention arcade games there's a huge chunk of my life that's like i can name restaurants based on how good the video games were there like pizza Hut, freaking pizza. uh round round up in new york and like Street Fighter 2 that I played until it was almost broken. Like, it's like yeah. I remember my brother was on a bowling league, and I hate I wasn't bowling. I was just there because my, my brother was there, and I had to hang out until he was oh, done. Yeah. And I played uh, arcades there, and I remember I could name you all of the ones in the whole row. But, I mean... Yeah, dude, video games are a big deal, and then you're a kid. I don't even know where I was trying to go with that. <laughs> you, you threw me off. You're on a cruise. Just you went to a cruise just because of arcade it, games. Bring it back. Bring it back to something. Mm. Mm. You lost me. Honestly, didn't really know how you were going to begin with. That's why I jumped <laughs> I into your no tangent. <laughs> I was trying to enjoy your you, tangent. You, you threw me well off. Um, you said something about being six years old and you went on a cruise to Alaska and you didn't. Being able to appreciate things. And right. You don't appreciate it because you're like, you appreciate the video games. You appreciate Alaska like you would if you were watching it now. Man, you threw me off so hard. I just quoted your entire but, thing yeah, start to just, finish. <laughs> if that doesn't remind you, I'm not going on a tangent. I'm quoting you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I blame the tea beer. No, you're, you were saying it's a relatable movie. That's where we're going. We're going from... I'll go back farther. We were talking about how this movie holds up and it's relatable. I was saying phone booths are don't aren't relevant. Technology. Technology. Yes. And, the technology yeah. allows you to um, take that suspension of disbelief that people talk about all the time. It's like, yeah, it's grounded in that time. Yeah. Like... The whole reason it was hard for him to get home was because technology sucked. <laughs> like, Still sucks, if though. he could have gotten at least to St. Louis and then be like, "You got to get to Chicago," he's like, "I'll, you know what? I'll just get an Uber." Well, that's the thing <laughs> like, too. The Uber will take me that far, was, and then that Uber the guy will just thought. literally like just it's like so, try so and get his way back over here. Yeah, but at the end of the day, 
you can't get a rental car these days without yeah. a credit card. Your credit well, card's you gone. Don't have, Same relatable concept of like, if you don't yeah. have money, you don't have a credit card. You don't have Apple Pay. You don't have I mean, now, PayPal. The, the only difference is uh, my phone battery's dead. So now I can't use my cell phone. That takes you out of now and brings you back to that time. You know, all Which the things is, we're talking about are conveniences, but they're all flawed enough to be, you can't, maybe you want an Uber. Well, you can get a fucking Uber in Wichita. Are well, you? then you maybe, even maybe take not. it back to due date, which is a semi-remake of this. Yeah. And the only thing that's holding him back is his identification. Right. His ID, he literally he has he got everything else he, yeah. that he needs to he, get what he, like, even just to get money to get where he needs to right. go. But because he can't get his driver's license. Yeah, the plane like, isn't grounded because like, of the weather. You know it's because he's on the do not fly list. Yeah, and <laughs> shot with a rubber bullet. So now he bullet. has to try to get there on wood. Yeah, <laughs> he has to get, try to get there on the ground, and then he can't get. So flight marshal. If only, it, if only it, it had been Kevin Hart as the flight marshal. Oh my god! And then suddenly it just linked into like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> oh, if they weren't eight Would have years been apart. So good. Oh. <laughs> but um, I don't think it's so I really cool. don't even remember how I got into that tangent. But we've already talked about the fact that due it date. Holds up. Well, it holds up, and due date basically rebooted it slash recast it at the same time. Yeah. Um, do we think that it's a story they'll do again? Well, it's not a it's not a hard story to relate to. I mean, there's other. That's not an unfamiliar. Like Ryan was saying, that movie was lots of bits and parts of that movie have been taken for other films, and other plots and other stuff. It's I mean, not the thought, the it's not far fetched to think. Oh, you're, there's you're you can trying remake to the get story. Back for something. Yeah. The basis yeah. is you're trying to get back to your Jesus. Look at the idea yeah. of the movie Willow <laughs> loosely. I'm not trying to make it a connection, but the idea that Willow is trying to just. Get home, drop this baby off, and get the fuck back to his house. Then he runs into Mad Margaret, who's a complete a hole. He yeah. fucks up his entire tr- journey, and they go on this damn odyssey to get this baby back and save it from being murdered by an evil queen. But theoretically, that was a quick, Warwick Davis. That was a quick wrap up. I love, I love that movie. Will. I watch it like a hundred times. Very, but uh, that was very fast. It was, was a very good. Very movie. good. <laughs> but Warwick Davis is a Steve Martin, and Val Kilmer's the John Candy. Wow. Yeah, in your face. Well done. And that and that's the thing. Like it's not on. Un- unheard of to because it's really like you were mentioning the idea that it's technology but the idea you could replace that that's a that's a that's a constant or like a a, a vehicle quote-unquote not using it as literal but as metaphor for the plot right the real plot is these two guys are having issues personality wise and they don't mesh and they're opposites and one guy isn't paying attention to the other guy and doesn't get why he is the way he is and whatever that's a relatable case, regardless. I mean, yeah. you can go into fucking if you want to be real ridiculous. I can complete. I can connect Gimli and Legolas to that same role. You know what I mean? Write that down. Write which down? You said the F word. Oh yeah, sorry, my we're, friend. We're gonna get to the point where <laughs> we're gonna be like, you know what? The tallies talk, don't even he's matter. Just talking with his head down. Just we like should just this. have an audio like, <laughs> like set something that hears me say and goes off in the back. We're just gonna bring in one of our wives every week just to sit there and be like. Yes. Yeah, I'm seriously. You should, said, I should not be telling you. He said, you that. "Fucking." No. You said, "Wrap it up." I can do it. You I said, "Bring it back." I can just have a clicker, or I can just have a little bell. Ooh. Bing. You know what, Ryan? <laughs> Next movie, bring that bell in. You better play it when we hear "Wrap it up" or "Bring it back" because it will play a lot more <laughs> often. <laughs> you will be exhausted by the time. All of a sudden, there will just be like a cue, like a, a music cue going on. Like, what is that? And he's like, "You said." You said wrap it up, so I started to play it. You should have to play like the Oscar music. <laughs> so, I think that brings us 
full circle mm. to cheating McCheats. Round trip. Round trip. Round hey. trip. That's right. You can actually say I cheat whenever I say friggin' because that's almost friggin'. that's my like that's what I've been. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been sliding that in. <laughs> like, I'm going to say I'm going to say this or f, <laughs> fn or friggin'. But um, we enjoyed this movie. It holds up, yeah. like surprisingly well for being made in '87. Yeah, like this movie is. There's some movies at that same timeline I wouldn't care to see again. At least probably wouldn't work the same way. Well, like. Even just the fact that John Candy is the person driving a car right outside of the airport, like that almost runs over. It's like, <laughs> how believable is this? They also get robbed by a guy that picked the door with a knife. Like, the stuff that happens to them is just crazy. And, like, yeah. You just don't understand that how that could work. Yeah, but, some of the some of those things are like, are kind of. You're right; they do take you out because they're like, "Is that really what happened?" You don't notice. You wouldn't. He, neither one of you guys would hear a guy pick a lock with a butter knife. Some guy walks in, yeah, steal your wallet next to your face. A butterfly knife. Is it? <laughs> Even and worse. and then he robs them both blind, and they're snuggling in a bed. Yeah, and then suddenly they are like. Super homophobic. <laughs> so maybe I guess the only part that doesn't really hold up is the homophobia part. Like, yeah, that's a little bit bit of an extreme, but at the same time, there's still jokes about I, that. We just talked about Tropic Thunder with that last night or last time. I have been in a situation where I was sitting there going, like, I have to share a bed with another dude, mm-hmm. or I can sleep on the ground. Like, which one are you going to pick? Are you going to pick a comfortable bed, or are you going to, like, sleep on the ground? Well, I don't think the only thing we said in there was, have you, has that stranger that you just met the night before had Put his, his hand, hand between a bunch of Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Did he kiss you on the cheek? Or well, there's the a scene, there also is a scene where he goes, when they <laughs> no. first go in the hotel room, where he goes, you want to take a shower? He's like, no. Like, no. Oh, wait, yeah. you didn't think I was going to... Oh, it's we didn't. Extreme, oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do that. It's no. an extreme thing where it's like, this yeah. is a small room, and like... You know, so, I mean, I guess that part semi doesn't hold up, but at the same time, it's yeah. implied. But I think this allows us to conclude, not wrap it up. <laughs> oh, still said it. <laughs> We're just trying to say Even it. Even right in it, if you say it, it says But it. <laughs> this allows us to, to basically. Say, like, in the prequel episodes, we talk about our final thoughts or what we have talked about that makes us think about what we want to watch next. Yeah, I was going to say, the next movie would be where we usually tangent into. So, Segway. That's the word that you... Segway. tangent a few times last time. Can you write that down so I can remember it (laughs) for episode two? Segway. Can you, Ryan, can you write a segue? If I could ride to your house on a Segway, I would do it. (laughs) Why don't you get a whiteboard and just start writing words that <laughs> just hold it up and be like, don't say this word. <laughs> Time for this. And then there's like a big F U C K with a line, a circle and a line through it for me. Keep saying it. So I mean, I think we all agree this movie it holds up really well. Right. It's rewatchable even thirty years. Yeah, I, th- I was surprised that this movie was. Better than I remember in a good movie for us to talk this much about for Ryan's first episode. I was a little worried about it going like, ah, I wonder if, how much I can talk well, about once this. Once I realized movie. he had seen the movie, I was like, yeah, 
go. That's true. Once you were like in the in <laughs> our group text, you're like, oh, please, of course. And I was like, I, we're good. I texted him. I was, like, I was like, me and Paul were talking about doing planes, trains, and all was He goes, that yes! is. He goes, which one was like? He goes, he goes, that is one of my favorite comedies of oh, all time. I was like, music to my ears. But I mean, because even the last episode, he was like rookie of the year, and I was like, I don't know how much I can talk about rookie of the year. I liked it dish, but I don't know if I can relate the same way you did. Oh gosh, but. But then you were like planes, and I was like, I wonder if, if you like it, and I like it, and Ryan likes it, and then we're good, and then Ryan's like, I like it. I was like, no way. <laughs> and it's funny, because it, you were the one who was doubting he would get it, and we've seen it, and you're younger than I am. <laughs> so, I, I, feel like, I feel like Ryan and I are both thinking that Rookie we're of the Year impressed. is a solid three-hour podcast. I don't know, man. I have to rewatch it. I might Ooh. rewatch it and find more shit like, like this time around, like when this one, but I don't know if it'll be the same. I don't think... They aired it on ESPN the other night. Like, because yeah. ESPN is like, we are fucked. Like, we have nothing. Like, we nothing are, is going on. Reaching. They're and reaching. Like, they're they reached so hard. Point. The first week that the pandemic hit. Can you guys play cornhole? Pandemic 2020, right? Was ESPN ate the Ocho, which was dodgeball related, mm-hmm. which made me think about dodgeball. I was like, well, now all I want to do is go watch dodgeball. And then the next week they were showing like Miracle about like the Miracle That's on Ice, movie. you know, great movie. And then Hockey. maybe two weeks later, I'm like surfing. I'm like, tell me there's something new on television. And I go to ESPN because it's like Sports Center's airing, and it's like Rookie of the Year will be airing tonight at eight o'clock. And like I think the Rookie with Dennis Quaid yeah. had been the like the week before, and I was like. So much better, and I love the rookie with Dennis Quaid. Like it's a great movie, but I was yeah. like Rookie of the Year. I can quote that like the back of my hand. Such a good movie, and I, I come in all like excited. The most literally, of that does not literally age. three days later. I come in and like record an episode with Paul, and I mention Rookie of the Year, <laughs> and I look over him like, "Are you ready?" And he's just like. I don't think I could talk about Rookie of the Year ever. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't say ever. It's not true. <laughs> My head just goes down. I said, I'm like, we just talk, let's put it this way. We had just we had uh, just talked for an obscene amount of time about Phantom. So like the fact that we could talk about the Phantom is two hours six minutes. Yeah, uh, the fact that we talk about the Phantom for as long as we had. That's why I said not ever because I had seen it enough and I go whatever. But the part that we're we're talking about like movies that don't age well. We talked about the Delicious. your con for. Tropic Thunder was Trop was the character. Uh, what you don't want it? Did you have it? Try it. Oh, well. I wasn't expecting Ryan to bring me that beer. <laughs> I saw it and I said, "What will like this?" <laughs> this is why you Yikes. like it to read the ingredients. Yeah, I know that it has it's all exactly the same, the same, all the same ingredients. Passion fruit. I was thinking he was going to bring me a in the same order. Instead, he brings me another like beer with the same you a, type of flavor. He brought you a Terrapog. Terrapog. But like. I like it. They should have mixed up the order, though, because I can taste them yeah. differently. So, <laughs> next podcast, we are reviewing this beer that I'm going to withhold. Yeah, don't say it. We'll take it it's too good. You can't see what it is. I actually already you said it. can't see it. I actually already said Shh, it. You said a Terrapog. That's not the name. No, I said what it was before. Did you? Yeah, I said, yeah. censor that. But no one's going to remember. Anyways. Don't listen to me anyway. What we were trying to say was, no one's here was for fun. It was a good rewatch. It's been rebooted technically already one time with due date. Technically, yeah. maybe even more times with other movies. Um, if you've never seen it, go watch it. Technically, I mean, right. it's it is a John Hughes movie of John Hughes movies. He directed it. Like, yeah. it wasn't he. 
normally he's just writing it and then he just like sends it off and he's like somebody make my movie but he did it and it it stands the test of time yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of things to like about this movie but our final act of the podcast to try to figure out trying to figure out what the next movie we so watch. I thought we were going to watch due date after but you already seen it but do you think it's worth it to even watch that since we talked about it so much in this podcast and all the connections no, already at this point, no. I think we should go into a different direction See, with another movie what I was excited about with Ryan coming on board is the potential of doing something that's more of a franchise yeah like one of the bigger however, things we were waiting for however him to talk about because we kept doing one-offs until you were here it has. That we been, thought we we're going to be crappier versions of story, but they ended up dude, <laughs> dug into a pretty the hard. Fa- the Phantom, <laughs> the Phantom, the Phantom prequel <laughs> is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I love that movie forever, but <laughs> even more than Batman Forever, probably. I don't know. It's a it's a toss up. Batman Forever or the Phantom? I'm like ah, Billy Zane, a, Val Kilmer. Billy say, Zane, Val Kilmer. That was another Jim one. Jim Carrey is in gonna... this one. Mm, but there's a guy pretending to be Jim Carrey in this one, so yeah. it's like, oh my god, that's so like, incredible! It is, it is a fun movie, yeah. But <laughs> we have to try and pick the next movie. Do you want to go in to well, since, well, let's let's pitch it to Ryan since we've both been picking movies yeah. this entire time. Clearly, look, to let's Ryan. just go straight into it. What? What's it? Let's just go straight through Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Holy crap! You want to do Lord of the Rings? Let's just do it. Fucking ball on this guy. But do we start with The Hobbit <laughs> or The Lord of the Rings? No, we don't start with The Hobbit. Correct answer. Thank you. Ryan can stay with us. <laughs> We're going to write Ryan. Like, none of my notes lead us to I was impressed by planes, trains, and automobiles. I am now so, impressed. So, <laughs> so I wrote down. Now, here's the bigger question, though. Do we do extended cut versions? Because do we have the lifetime to spend on these? So, okay, here's the question. Um... We have to watch these separately. Like we can't. Are watch you these. a breathing human being? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Then yes. You, you do go extended. extended. Well, what I'm but, just saying for like time. I mean, you're you. Do you have okay, time now that you have a newborn? Oh, definitely not. To watch nine hours but, worth but, of yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right. Do, we probably shouldn't do that yet. <laughs> but do you have access to it at home? Oh, for sure. So we could watch them separately. I have two sets of the extended editions. Yeah, two. You know what? One because I don't have that one. I we can I used, to my brother. I used to watch them. My dad as like every year they came out on my birthday. So it was our like that thing we used yeah. to do. And then my dad would yeah. buy the extended cuts. We've mentioned it. I never <laughs> bought the extended cuts because I mean I just had them and then so I moved away. We could we could <laughs> we could try and find maybe Saturday night Sunday night to like watch it and do like a rewatch. Where we text about it. I mean, or even something. the regular time movies are long, even though that the extended cuts they're kind of long. Well, yeah. I mean, it's still going to put us to midnight. <laughs> if we put our children to bed, it's like, all right. Maybe I that have was a little bit ballsy of me. Yeah, you no, probably shouldn't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff However, to talk about. However, I am so very it. happy that you pay for it. You're welcome. I'm not against it. I'm just saying well, I agree with you. Something. It should it's be extended cut. Maybe we uh, we could split all the movies in half and do six pack. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Uh, that would just... just <laughs> that would actually be really easy. It's literally one disc. Because each, each extended edition oh. is cut up. Into I was about to say it before you did. And they're each great stopping points. They I mean, are. That they first, are. like... I used to watch that movie, like, religiously while I was... I had a gym yeah. in my basement and I would watch Lord of the Rings. 
And like I'd be biking, I'd be working out, and then all of a sudden it would get to like the first disc was done for fellowship, and I'd be like, "Oh God, <laughs> I have to watch the rest." And then you get because to the, it ends at the council, and you're like, "Yeah," and I then can't stop here. And then you There's, get to the this end isn't of an right spot. <laughs> and then you get to the end of the whole movie, and you're like, I, "I gotta keep going." <laughs> They end it like the end of an episode that you know there's gonna be another one. But the part the part that was messed up is watching them in the theaters and going, "How long am I waiting?" Like a Jesus, year? It, it catches up. They made all these movies at once. Why am I waiting that long? Give me oh, release this in two months. <laughs> I remember getting done with that first movie and just being like, "No, God," just leaning forward, and my dad's like. The second book is so good. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I haven't even read the first one. So he's like, let's go to Barnes & Noble and buy you a new book. I'm like, yeah. okay. And he gives me this like encyclopedia, which is like all three Lord of the Rings books. I'm like, yeah, okay. No, that's a good, <laughs> Just, I, mean, I think it's a good move because like, I liked the actors took that shit serious. Like, oh, yeah. like Christopher Lee, who plays uh, what the uh, evil-ass wizard dude, he Sorry, reads Mom. that book. Yeah, Saruman. Good call. Saruman. He uh, reads that book every year. He read well read it. He passed away, unfortunately, but he read that book every single year, over and over again, annually. It was like a it was like a holiday for him yep. to just so, stay home and read that whole thing front the cover. I'm not opposed to starting a franchise because that's where we've been building up with our prequels. Oh yeah, we've been waiting. Like for, we have been literally doing like one offs that could have been prequel, could have been trilogies. Or one offs that could have been rebooted, potential franchise franchises like Inception. Like, maybe we do. I still think they're all connected. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's connected. I forgot we did Inception. Now you say that, it's funny. I mean, I don't want to jump straight into our favorites like Batman or MCU or even DC. Well, we we do have a we do have a decent amount of time. I like to. I was thinking about starting with Marvel because that's really our kind of our bread and butter. But at the end of the day. Looking at the release of the other, uh, the newer stuff, it makes sense to wait and get through a lot of our other franchises first, and then get that closer oh. to fall because we got uh, fall, November, December of like Marvel, Marvel, Marvel stuff happening. But like, what if we did something? Finally, what if we did something more like COVID? I jerk. mean, the first two or three episodes we recorded, we mentioned Back to the Future uh-huh. because of our good friend Billy Zane. <laughs> And Billy Zane's in there for ten <laughs> seconds. This guy, and I love it. So I'm just more angry that he remembers it and not me. And I was like, I watched that movie like <laughs> three hundred times before you were alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> how did I That's forget true. Billy Zane? But like, this movie, you have like Back to the Future, or even like Mission Impossible, where you have six movies you could watch. If yeah, there's and solid, you maybe only there. watch there's the like f- eight of them. There's six. Ooh. Are you sure. You yeah. want to challenge him because sometimes you'll lose, but then sometimes he'll tweak it so you, he technically wins. Yeah, you ready? Lost. You ready for Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and Mission Impossible? Oh, Fallout. technically, if you want to be real technical and be a total d bag because you called me out on Justice League hasn't been released yet, Mission Impossible Seven is released for and eight releasing next year and eight seven Have and eight it? with McQuarrie. He's huh? writing and directing two straight Mission Impossibles. Right. Well, they haven't even... Because Tom Cruise is getting too old to be able to do crazy stunts. <laughs> yeah, he ran into a so building, broke his ankle, and kept going. I'm right. Technically, you're right. One, so technically, two, three, we're both right. Four, so five. what has been released at this yeah, but they, he kinda junction... Na- yeah, they named him Look, like... I'm said, right. It's tough I to said, keep track. there, like eight? Ooh. 
And you said he did say eight six. up top. Six was the only ones that we, we could technically six watch have right been now. Released, but eight have been planned. It's funny well too because he like he really proved your point by telling me I was wrong, even though there's only seven listed. He's like, no, eight's going to be happening, kind of like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> where it's like just they're going to keep filming them. And I was like, well, I don't see it. Wit. Well, <laughs> what we can watch nerd out. now and cover would be six. Well, I mean, it's pretty bad. That. So, I like I like Mission look, Impossible that spans from ninety six. We all know to, how hard making a decision is around us three. I mean, even if we say, skip over two to go straight. It has to been three. it was much faster when it was just the two of us. <laughs> Not I a bad mean, way. Or a good however, way. there are some stuff from two that will enlighten other things that we have seen recently or not even recently. Alright. So Mission Impossible is Mission Impossible. Oh, you're saying Danny Newton, aren't you? Oh yeah. Westworld. Yeah, I just finished really Westworld. Don't link it right now. So oh, good. Ruin it. Paul, well, most so people aren't going to get that. We're going to end this with me being so proud of you. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so wife and I, wife and I binge that shit, and we look just at us. Look, look at us, the younglings. Just I remember going ten episodes, ten episodes, eight episodes. The younglings. Yeah. Horse shit. Guys teaching the old. Just being God, so happy of the Jedi Council. Question like, for you: you Watch Walking Dead. Down and hmm? do you watch Walking Dead? Have you watched any of it? I watched the first like. Five seasons. So what? Well, that's a good question. It's a good thing because there's ten. This guy hasn't watched any because Carl, the real Carl, in real life pissed him off in in real life at a hibachi grill or something. But uh, you listen to which episode? Was it Phantom? Yeah, we started talking about Phantom. He really went into it. But then I sold him by dodgeball. I sold him on at least getting interested. But somehow Dead Files creeped in there and took over the, r- we the don't, race. We don't need to riff on that. Anyway, <laughs> we totally do. But uh, point is, why did you stop watching it? Just kind of this, more of the same of what was happening. It's, God, it's funny you say that because that's to me where it changes gears and gets way better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I just got burned out of it. But yeah. Um, well, like Negan shows up later, and well, no, that's shit is the fan. That's what I, all like, right, all right. You know what? Before we get off on a TWD, you it's know, not an off. I just you know what? Related because it's been going for how long? We probably need to wrap this up. Paul, how long have we been going? First of all, just because you haven't watched it doesn't mean it's a tangent. It's relatable. You haven't watched you know it. You've watched Paul? half of it. I've watched all of it. And we're trying to decide if we should watch it. Well, my wife is texting me asking, like, oh, what's your wife? going on? Which wife wins? Which wife? Wait. It's yep. only 1230. <laughs> it's only 1230. Every one of these has gone to two. And he's gotten crap from his wife for crossing the parking lot. Yeah. In the backyard. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Relevant. I have to get home and change a puppy diaper. Yeah. Or two. No, just one. Or three. No, just one. Or four. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just one. So, next week, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. One. Numero uno. Well, here's the thing, too. We got. I know for a fact I own that. You own movie. it. How many of them do you own? Before we get deep into everything, so we can plan ahead. How many we have access to? For, I think I own all of them except for Rogue Nation. I have Fallout. I have Ghost Protocol. Mm. I have three, two, and one. Well, we got a plan. Did you want to wrap it up? <laughs> the microphone can still hear you if you whisper. <laughs> I'm totally aware. So, next episode, Ryan, Mission Impossible, yay or nay? Yay. I'm fine with it, yeah. I love Mission Impossible, so... Yeah, I can go down and... That is not anywhere in my notes, but... Yes. So... (laughs) Unsurprisingly, we... 
we didn't even connect it to Brian's trade. We, we didn't. Like, at that's your Mission Impossible. No, no. Well, I, I guess mean, uh, Steve Martin getting home was a Mission Impossible. There we well, go. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we, we talked about how we have wanted to do a franchise, but we didn't want to do something that's like 20 movies. Yeah, and we don't want to do something that's like a three hour watch. <laughs> so I think Mission Impossible is a good start. Like you do like Mission Impossible and then two, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or Indiana Jones? Well, Indiana Jones or for Star sure. Star Wars? You said we should wait for him for Indiana Jones because we were talking Harrison Ford. Bro. I did. I, I wanted to do Indiana Jones so bad. I do want to do that as but, well. So next podcast, we yeah, will most do... Yeah, most of these are all... Most of them are two hours. That's not Mission bad. Impossible. Let's do it. Oh, crap. They get Numero more more. uno. We're all good with that. So this has uh, been episode oh. one of One Bourbon. Finally. One movie. <laughs> Finally. One beer. <laughs> Thank you for and we will be back listening next time. I've been Whit. I've been Paul. I've been the third guy that's been missing. Ryan is here. What's your name again? It's been so long. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.